Hey everyone, today is Friday the 16th of November 2018. This is The Gap, episode 445. Fuck. I'm Luke Laurie. Job Gory's here. What are you I fucking am. about? 445, that's crazy. It's a it's lot. It's a lot of episodes. It's a lot of episodes. How are you feeling after last night? Not bad. Uh, I reckon those beers, hey. That, there's one in particular. What was it? Like the, the Senor Spicy Ghost right. that I had. I can tell. I think I can tell. I've, I've, you know, at 35 years of age, uh, I can now tell upon tasting a beer whether or not it's going to give me a hangover. Because I, uh, I only get a hangover from beers that, like certain beers. You know how it is, right? Everyone says it's preservatives, but I haven't seen any science behind it, so I don't want to repeat the, the, what could be a myth. Um, but there is a taste. There's definitely a taste to beers that will give me a hangover. And this fucking, this ghost. I mean, it's supposed to be, like, isn't a ghost supposed to be a fucking sour ale, right? And this didn't taste like an ale at all. It tasted like a fucking a lager with corn chips mashed into it. And it just, bleh. No, thank you. But um, when we went to the Japanese place, it was all sake and and whiskey. So hmm. I think that was good. That that helped me dodge some some bad vibes because I don't get hungover on whiskey unless I go way overboard. Also, there was plenty of uh, like food to sort of soak that up. That that's true. Yeah, there was. <laughs> ton of food that was actually a really good place i really like that place it was cheap as shit by the end because you ended up getting a discount because it was your birthday yeah and so because they had this this like banquet menu or this like you know you get it and basically depending on how many people there are they charge you per person yeah and and the guy was like explaining it to the person that was basically ordering for our table yeah and as he's explaining it like I'm thinking, all right, this is a lot of food. But then he finishes and I started going through the menu and like figuring it out in my head. I'm like, it seems like it's cheaper if we just buy it individually. Yeah. And then so Gerald like fucking whips out his calculator and starts like working it all out. And he's like, oh yeah, it actually is cheaper if you just order it individually. (laughs) So we just, rather than getting like this $55 banquet thing for eight people, we just ordered like a shitload of food. Yeah. Um, and then by the end of the night, it was like 40 bucks a person or something. It was ridiculous for food That's and drinks. Awesome. That is awesome. That's sick. Because, yeah, they did, they wiped out my entire, like, my bill, right? They just which wiped out an eighth of the fucking bill or something, which is crazy. Yeah. Uh, they, it was like 60 or 80. It wasn't even your portion. It was like more than your portion. That's bananas. That's awesome. Um, plus, like, I got a, like, they brought out. A free, like, birthday sake, and... Mm. Yeah, they went all out. That place is awesome. Um, it's not even on Google yet. Like, you can't, go, like, see it on Google Maps yet, because I wrote a review for it on mm. Google Reviews while I was hammered, and apparently I reviewed the wrong place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's someplace on the Gold Coast. <laughs> you are way I'm Like, fucking, whatever. Close enough. Yeah, Great right. place. Five stars. Yeah, good times. Yeah, it was good though. Um, yeah, and they had uh, twelve year Yamazaki, which I, I really like. It's a really good whiskey, and yeah, that's about it. Good times. Yeah, it was good fun, and you know, 
we uh we became the finger licking crew. I don't know if you can see it, but it's, it says finger licking good. It's upside down. Yeah. Oh shit! I don't know. Anyway, um, yeah, I got these necklaces. Uh, there's like a like a youth charity foundation with KFC, uh, who should definitely sponsor us. Just throwing that out there. This uh, is like a weekly thing for us. Yeah, <laughs> at this stage. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, they uh, they had a youth charity thing, and uh, so if you bought these this KFC merch. Uh, a bunch of it would go to their their foundation, and so I, I bought one of these for you and me. I was going to give it to you yours when we were at um, PAX, and then obviously I didn't wind up going to PAX. And um, then I saw the other boys playing with the KFC clan tag, and I'm like, ah, well, in that case, we'll uh, we'll all be KFC crew, and mm. uh, yeah, yeah. Um, it's good, you know, good, good cause, all that kind of stuff. Uh, but you can't wear fake gold. You're fucking sensitive. Hey, you're a bit sensitive, aren't you, Tommy? I was wearing it last night. What are you talking about? Yeah, and now you got a giant rash around your neck. You can see it. It's, can it's you? all red. Yeah. Ah. Oh, no, that's your shirt. <laughs> all these jokes that won't fly for the 99% of people who actually listen to our podcast instead of watching on YouTube. Good yeah. times, good times. Um. Anyway, so video games. Yeah, there's a lot. Yes, there this is. This week. Yes, there is. There is a ton. Um, let's start off with... Where, where do we start, man? Great Hero's Beard. Let's start at the bottom. Okay. Yep. Or if we want to start at the bottom, we go Fallout. Ooh. Um, <laughs> Great Hero's Beard is a... Um, it's like a $2, $1 game on Steam. Um, it's basically like a, a mix between an idle game and... Clicker, but without the I'm in. But without the idling and clicking, <laughs> it's um, so basically you are this hero character. There are a bunch of levels that you need to progress through. Each level has certain amount of like enemies you need to progress through, um, like a couple different waves. And um, each time you sort of kill an enemy, you get a item off them or a number of items, and then you use those items to upgrade your character, and um, that is the loop. You keep progressing through the game, um, cool. so you can get things like uh, armor, different types of weapons, um, trinkets, um, shields, and then each of them have like different parameters on there. Some of them will do a certain amount of damage. Maybe it gives you health increase, uh, speed increase. Um, there could be like defense increases and uh, critical chance percentages, things like that. And then there's also an XP in the game as well. So each time you kill something, you get experience and you level up your character. Every time you level up, you get to put a point into a stat. And um, there's a bunch of different stats in the game, HP, attack, speed, crit chance, so-and-so, defense. And every, I think it's every three levels you get a to put a point into a special ability as well. And so um, there's like maybe 10 different abilities in the game. They can range from things like um, increasing your attack, um, your attack and speed. Uh, there's like defense stuff. There are every couple of hits, you'll get a chance to maybe hit them multiple times, like four in a row. Um, if you die, there's like a 20% chance you get resurrected again, like just different types of things you can sort of, put these points into 
And um, yeah, it's it's basically you initiate a level and you don't do anything. You kind of just sit there and idle and, and watch this dude hit all the enemies and 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 then um, try and beat the wave. And if you don't beat the wave, then you just look at your items that you've gotten from killing whatever you killed, find out what's maybe the best. Um, you can put them on your character if you want to. If they're no good, you junk them. Um, and then eventually, if you junk a certain amount of items, then it fills up like this treasure box. You click on the treasure box and it gives you like a random reward. Sometimes it'll be like a couple of stat points. Um, sometimes it could be a ability point. Other times it could be legendary gear. Um, and so that's the sort of like thing to keep you going when you're not really making any progress in each level. Um, yeah, and it's pretty basic in terms of like what you need to do. You're pretty much just managing stat points uh, and abilities and gear from then on. Um, the uh, sort of what makes a difference from like a normal idle idle game or a clicker is that with a clicker you're either clicking on the screen or getting things to make you click more whereas this is like you're getting things to make you hit harder or to survive longer but the actual game like the the gamey part of it is really short bursts you, you kind of playing at least the bits that i've played are a couple of minutes long maybe they can range from two minutes to three or four minutes that type of thing each level and so you sort of you're not really having these huge breaks in between where you're like, oh, I'm going to play for five minutes, level up all my stuff, and then disappear for an hour and then come back. Like, it's not the type of game where you leave it running in the background because you actually need to progress and do things each wave or each time you die. It's like, oh, I need to put new gear on or I need to go to the next level and go to the next um, wave of enemies or, uh, like, the actual a map that you can go through sometimes it'll branch off and be like all right you can go in this direction and try and take on this wave of enemies or this one might be just like a super boss and you go and battle that um so there's like a bit more involvement it's not like you can just let it run as far as i'm aware at the moment like the part that i'm up to um, so you're, you're actually... playing it right now then in the background no i'm not playing it right now you know because i'd be moving around and whatnot um uh, okay yeah, so it's like a bit more involved. You, like there is the idle aspect of you being like, all right, I'm sitting here now and watching my dude hit things, but it's really short bursts and it sort of keeps you going, which is um, a different way to, I guess, approach those types of games because the ones we've played in the past are pretty much like you do your thing and then you leave and you come back later on and kind of see where you're at. Whereas this one, it's like if you if you leave you kind of come back to your screen you haven't progressed any further because you, you guys waiting for you to upgrade him or, or put new gear on him or anything like that. Um, so yeah, the game looks um, it looks decent. Like it's got that art style, same sort of art style as like, a, um, what was that one? Like Cuphead type thing. Like not, like this cartoony old school type style, but it's, it's really vibrant, bright colors to it. It's not like this dull... Um, sort of what was that like a 30s or 40s sort of aesthetic to it um this is definitely like a lot prettier like in terms of the way it looks like it's got it's got a nice bright colors popping type thing going for it um there is like a a reset system as well um which is what a lot of these idle slash click games do is you get to a point where you want to reset and then that you start from scratch again but you get some sort of bonus 
And in this particular case, uh, the game gives you experience bonuses um, and things like that so that you can actually start from scratch again and then work your way through, but you're doing it quicker. And um, yeah, things like that. So I've only reset once and I've only, you know, I've, like I didn't have to. I just got to the point where I was like, oh, I'm going to see what kind of this does and then go from there. Um, so yeah. I've put a little bit of time into it. Let me just check. Not a huge amount, probably. Okay, there's. I think that I've left it running for a little bit. It says seven hours, um, <laughs> but I feel like I've left it running at some stage. Oh, you don't need like, to leave it running. <laughs> no, because it was the type of game where I would like I'd be watching basketball or I'd be playing uh, okay. something else, like in the background, like oh, Call of Duty's running, and so I jump into like a Call of Duty match and while I was in the lobby waiting for the game to start I'd be in the background like doing my doing my uh, upgrading my character in uh, what's it called Great Heroes Bid mm. um, it's quite a new game it only just came out I think it was last month within the last maybe two or three weeks the 18th of October so about a month ago and um, yeah it's like it's decent it's alright it had some good reviews and it was cheap so I was like I'll check it out um, cause it was in that lull of, I had literally nothing to play for like two days. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to check out an indie game. <laughs> Ludicrous. Ludicrous. Nothing to play. Amazing. Let's see what's going on. So yeah, it's fun. Um, cool. it's cheap and I like checking out weird clickers every once in a while to see how that genre is going and what's the latest and greatest. And but nothing is, will ever is, beat this the is cookie an, clicker. This isn't even one though, is it? Like, do you really feel like... From everything you've said, it doesn't even. It seems like it's sort of just adjacent to the concept. To be like, it'd be like calling fucking Overwatch uh, a MOBA, right? Uh, I guess. Yeah. Not really. Uh, I see how you you wound up there, but yeah, like it seems like it it draws on ideas from the clicker, but uh, is fundamentally pretty different, right? Mm, yeah. Yeah. Because I guess to me, the clicker genre, the idle, idle portion is a pretty significant, like factor in it. Yeah, and I'm wondering if it gets to that stage at some point I where just, it's like you're fighting 63 waves of enemies, and it's like, ah, oh, okay, now I'm gonna go leave the fucking game running. Yeah, right. Or if yeah. it's like there's actually an, an end game or something like that, I just don't know at this point. If you've already reset once and you haven't found it, I'd be fucking surprised if it, there was. Oh, no, okay. I just reset because it was like, you get 50% extra XP and something else. I can't remember. There's like, right. uh, you'll get to points in the game where it's like you rescue people and then they give you bonuses as well. Um, oh, yeah. So right. there's that part of it, but I haven't really dived into like, what's the end game for this? Yeah. Like, okay. How does it work? Uh, huh. But like, like the Steam reviews are generally pretty accurate for a user reviewed um, system in terms yeah. of this sort of stuff. Like, Generally, they'll be like, "This is overwhelmingly positive," and it's because they're usually a good game. Um, yeah. And I think that one in particular was, um, I think it was okay. Let right. me check quickly. Yeah, it says very positive, four hundred reviews. So yeah, okay, that's probably why I clicked on it. Cool. Anyway, it's called uh, Great Heroes Beard. It's on Steam. Nice. Yeah. What else have we got? I've got blackout here. Question Move mark. In. I don't yeah. think I put that in. I put that in because you right. you were talking about it last night. There's a new gun or some shit. Oh, there was an update that went through. Um, yeah, again, they're still patching that game. I think there was another patch last night that went through. Um, I checked it this morning, but they put in a new weapon and it is a melee 
one-shot knife, I think it is. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the machete. They added the machete. Yeah. So this would be the um, one from the, the multiplayer, right? Where you just stab someone. zombies or whatever, yeah. You know how you can buy the, the machete in zombies? Yeah, right. Oh, okay. I, I assume it's the same dealio, right? Probably. Um, I don't know why everyone doesn't have a knife all the fucking time. It's my favorite thing. I'll be knifing everyone in Battlefield. I will literally sacrifice a perfectly good, like, cap just to go get my fucking, like, stab on in Battlefield 5. So, yeah, I hate this punching, punching shit and blackout. But anyway... <laughs> Uh, have you found a machete yet? Have you played it since? No, the no, I haven't played the update. Oh, okay, um, um, but you have, yes. you've still yeah. been playing it though. Yeah, I've been jumping in. Um, uh, played a bunch of Blackout. Um, still playing like multiplayer every once in a while. Just jumping in and playing like team deathmatch. Yeah. Um, Has the just... meta changed since I guess the last time I played? I mean, it seems meta? like well, I guess. It seems like you just pray for circle luck, right? And uh, see what see what you can do, right? You land at one of your one of the spots, but every every drop's a hot drop. So, yeah, I guess the meta is sort of get lucky or get quick, right? We spent a lot of games last time I played. We spent a lot of games in a row just running towards the circle. Yeah, I get that's like about a rail, though, isn't it? <laughs> is it? Most no? of the time. I mean. I feel like I, by the by the end of PUBG, we did not spend a lot. Like maybe one in ten games, we would spend having to run an entire game towards the circle. I think they got to do something about vehicles. That's what it is. Get rid of the fucking rockets or something. You can shoot down a fucking helicopter with guns. So I don't think rockets are a necessity because a rocket on a quad bike is just absolutely devastating. It's a it's a massive fucking dick punch if you got rid of the ability to rock a quad bike though then nobody would ever pick up a rocket launcher so like it's yeah i think they're going to do something about the, the like just get rid of the rocket launches altogether and do something to make them uh make vehicles a bit more viable because yeah otherwise like you just don't want to get on a fucking i don't get on vehicles unless i'm like desperate right <laughs> like, like it's it's a terrible plan this but it's, it's a sound design thing right like it is related to the game's sound design. You can hear a fucking... You can hear a truck from fucking halfway across the map. So, yeah, it's, it's like... You're, you're sort of fucked. Yeah, it's very different to PUBG, where PUBG is like... A vehicle is a necessity. Yeah. Like, most of the time. Whereas in this, I feel safer running around... Um, yeah. On the ground. <laughs> like, it's it's not as bad because the map is absolutely smaller. It's like Sandhawk size, but... Yeah, I, I just I think they they got to do something, man, to make ve- vehicles viable, because unless they're gonna like rebalance the fucking circle, because yeah, I just feel like that yeah they don't have a good balance there. Too often, yeah. if you spend like two circles running into the next circle, like if you spend the entirety, if you arrive at a circle just in time to start running for the next circle you are your path to victory is so fucking narrow you are set up to lose everyone so, so it really heavily favors whoever the fuck happened to land in the circle i think it's a it's probably my biggest criticism of blackout is that idea that 
like being circle fucked in Blackout is so much more significant than it is in PUBG or Fortnite because like it's it's not just the fact that you you know obviously power through all your fucking heals on your run in if you happen to lag behind uh, like behind the wall the other thing is that like everyone else who's running into the circle also converges on the same fucking location like the the fucking map uh, is like a square and uh, the circle is up in the top uh, right hand corner mm-hmm. and everyone down in the like other three quadrants of the fucking map all come in right and as it closes their only options are to like converge and so it's, it's worse like the people who landed in the correct quadrant they don't have to take any fights so they they enter the last few circles fucking fully like fully stocked on bandages full armor all that kind of shit they they look they they're fucking sweet while everyone else here has gone into a fucking dozen fights and might be entering the last circle with like two fucking bandages left and a fucking fucked up level one armor like mm. if- yeah i get what you're saying but like you run into then situations where i think pub pubg has done something with their um circle algorithm to stop it like to have it more central focused or something whereas i I feel like in in blackout the circles that you get i've i've had finishes i feel like all over the map whereas in pubg i've had like what fucking two zaki finishes the the 1500 games that i've played in that and it's like and I've won them both. Yeah, and I've won them both. Like, 100% win rate in Zaki. So I'm always like, yeah, let's go to fucking Zaki for once. Um, so there's definitely something going on between those two algorithms. I know that PUBG does a thing where it, it, um, in certain circles, it fa- it favors land over water. Um, Pub- Blackout's obviously doing the thing where it favors fucking half the map being outside the circle for yep. most of it. Because <laughs> you get there and you're like, well, half the circle's out, we're... This is going to be interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. But at least, like, it's moving, like, a lot, like, around the entire map. I feel like I've been, like, I get Hydro Dam finishes. I, I get Nuketown finishes. Um, down the bottom right, where there's, like, nothing, it finishes there a bunch as well. I've had Estate finishes, or the top left. Like, it, it seems to go everywhere, whereas in PUBG, it was kind of like, it's. I don't know what they were doing, but it was just, it would avoid the outsides quite a bit. But that was a specific change they made. They deliberately, like, did that. That was because in the pro games, everyone would just hide in the water. So they were like, well, we got to get rid of that. But then it meant that half the map wasn't being used. No, it wasn't. It, that, that, wasn't that wasn't why. It was because... Well, yeah, that was it. But it was, was too, because, it. like, yeah. It's also, like, it's it's a viable strategy if the game is going to end on the fucking coast like sure why wouldn't you you hide in the fucking water like it makes sense um but the, i think the thing was the, like a third of that map was water or not a third but a decent chunk the other thing about it like the other reason for it was that like the map was fucking huge and so being diagonaled on the map meant you were basically fucked without a car or you were actually fucked without a car uh, and yeah, like 
I, I totally get why they, they centralized. There's definitely a middle ground between what Blackout has right now and what PUBG has become that I think would work. Like, yeah, it's just as it is right now. I don't want to play a game where I keep fucking having to run the entire fucking game. You literally <laughs> know you're going to lose. Like, Well, th- maybe that's why you drop at Rivertown. Like, all right, I'm central. Fuck it. As opposed to us where we... We, we tend to drop a lot of the outside of the maps, and that's why we're doing it all running, right? We, we like to drop Hydro, or we like to drop Turbine, or Factory, or Construction, and these are all places that are around. Like, we don't drop... I, I guess sometimes we go Array, sometimes Fracking. Like, but how many times have we dropped to Firing Range or Rivertown? Like, yeah. not often. Twice. I, I've been dropping in Rivertown in solos, and that place is pretty hectic. Like, there's usually a lot of people there. But if if I play the way that I play PUBG, which is I drop as far away as I can from the circle, um, from, sorry, from the flight path, then generally, you know, every maybe one out of three games, I'm landing with other people. Um, yeah. But usually we're alone. So I guess it's because our play style as well. Yeah, true. Oh, I mean, you, you just don't want to fucking roll the dice on who's going to pick up gun up first. I think yeah. it's such a, a shitty fucking way to start. Yeah. Um, and, you, like, and you're not powerful enough with your fucking fists mm-hmm. to actually, like, that. that's not a viable technique. You can't, like, run on a person and try to punch them to death before they find a gun before you. Sure. So, yeah, like, I, I, I don't think we're... I think our technique of of attempting to not land with a bunch of other cunts is 100% the best fucking plan because you just yeah you roll them the dice doing it any other way I don't know anyway yeah I guess the machete's Um, there now right so yeah so maybe we check that out you still gotta pick it up I'm definitely keen for some more blackout I I really enjoy it as a a game I just think there are a couple of things that need to be fixed so I think we talked about last week nine bangs were removed Um, which were the ones where you, the longer you cook them, the more flashes they sort of let off. Um, So you'd cook them for one second, you'd throw them, it'd explode and let off a flash. But if you held them for three seconds, it let off all these tiny grenades and would flash people longer or or it'd go, like the effect would go for longer. Um, What they've done is they've removed, they've removed um, nine bangs, they've, changed the way concussion grenades work now so they now have a flash effect as far as i've read i haven't tried it <laughs> but i, I thought i okay. that's what i read and um so they're trying to put that in there i hope i'm i hope i'm right <laughs> I, I i think that's a good idea it's um it's interesting that this had come up because like all, all of this had come up because uh it's been something i've been thinking about a lot uh it's been raised again. Uh, Overwatch uh, is is going through a bit of a thing right now. Seagull, who's that um, that amazing Genji player from like way back at the start of the game, the dude who just fucking could like solo an entire enemy team, uh, sort of shit. Like he just fucking wreck cunts. Uh, but he uh, he released a pretty big, uh, a, like reasonably long, like state of the game. Uh, style video today, this morning. And uh, in it, he was talking about like how a lot of the time you just don't have fun playing Overwatch. 
he doesn't have fun playing Overwatch and he thinks a lot of people don't have fun playing Overwatch. Not like they do have fun, but only half the time. There's a, a coin flip as to whether or not you're going to get a good game or whether or not you're going to get have a game where you lumped in with a bunch of dickheads and you just sort of have to fucking wait it out. A bunch of people who don't, you know, switch off heroes that aren't working or don't know counters or don't know whatever the fuck and can't really do stuff. And then he went into a bunch of other stuff that he thinks is wrong with it. And one of the things he was talking about is uh, this idea of hard CC, like um, the stuns in the game and how uh, it's bad in first person games and other people were talking about it. Uh, on Twitter as well, and it just reminded me, um, because I think Call of Duty does it so well with the concussion grenade, and I think adding a little bit of flash, like, I think the slow mechanic is super annoying, right? But it's so much better than being 100% st- stunned in place. Sure. And unable to move at all. And I think it it really, like definitely incentivizes that that concept i still i think i we were talking about last week and i think i said i i'd love to see them bring the flash uh the nine bang back as flashes only no no like slow no stun at all like just bring bring the nine bangs back and and do all all visual uh because i think it needs a visual um, flashbang. I think that would be a really that, that is a really good thing. Um, adding a concussion grenade. I don't know, man. Is I think I, uh, I didn't think that happened. I think that was me oh, okay. and you talking, and I've somehow uh, interpreted okay. that as as a, as an update. So I think <laughs> I was wrong about that. I don't think the flash grenade was added to concussion. I know they increased the stat count, so you can carry more concussion grenades, and they buffed it in terms of being able to like um, I think you can throw it further now as well. But right, I think the um the thing I was thinking about the flashing stuff was maybe just me and you talking, like right, right, thinking yeah, about yeah. design. Yeah, changes. I think I, I do remember. Yeah, we were sort of talking about that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, like I don't know. I I think that I love the fact that they keep fucking working on making it better. Like their their approach to it is really good. It's really healthy. Uh, even you know a month out. They're still going strong with weekly updates and stuff like that. And I think that's good. Da- and the daily communication's updates. fantastic. Like literally daily updates. I, I get up in the morning and I go to Reddit mm. and check out the latest Treyarch post. Like the um, Treyarch have a, an official account in Reddit and they just post an update every morning. If there's no if there's no patch, then it's here's what we're working on the patch. Like here's what we're thinking about. <laughs> like their communication, yeah, right. we're so, like I said every week, their communication is so on point. Yeah, um, like the, the patch for today is uh, blackout changes on PC, multiplayer changes. They changed SMGs, tactical rifles, sniper rifles, um, stability fixes, just generally overall, overall uh, mm. zombie updates, uh, like a huge, huge list. Um, yeah, yeah, they yeah, they awesome. they've put in some quality of life changes into blackout things like. Um, uh, perk activation feedback in the HUD. So generally, what you do is you go into your menu, uh, your backpack, press it, and then back out. I, I'm mm. guessing now they've got something on there to show that that's happening. Okay, um, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, so bug fixes. Um, you can close stashes now. So before you could open them, now you can close them. I guess you could set them up. Oh, as traps right. that's a good idea. That's like good. I like that. Yeah, that's good. Um, that is good. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're they're 
communications on point extremely yeah. on point and it's probably something we'll talk about a bit later again we'll bring up <laughs> yeah 100% um, cool alright well yeah you didn't even put blackout in to talk about it I just figured you, you, like, you I'll probably jump in about. tonight or so, at some stage like I, I, I have been playing it um, but I've been playing solo another game oh yeah right I've been playing solo and I've been playing multiplayer as well I'm still like digging a bit of multiplayer um I know it's not like the thing people are interested in, but I'm still yeah. having fun every once in a while playing a couple of rounds, just unlocking things. That's cool. Cool. All right. Uh, Just Cause 4. Just Cause 4. We both went and saw this last week. Uh, you went into an afternoon session. I went to a morning a morning session. Um, yeah. This is pretty interesting. It was, a, like, it was a pretty interesting demo. I felt like... Uh, there were not a lot of answers to questions that I had. And so I just had to sort of work shit out by dicking around in it. Anyway, it started out with a, um, a bit of a, like a, from the get-go of the game, like near the start of the game. Yeah. Really early on, as far as like I was told. And, uh, you do a couple of like, we were sort of unleashed to do whatever the fuck we wanted in, in the game world. Yeah. But, uh, we were told we should probably do a certain couple of missions and um yeah uh the storytelling in that is awful i don't know any other way to say it i think the like i, I don't know what the fuck is going on but this the script is bad i like they just they talk dumb shit all the time yeah and like i it's it's not even like cheesy action movie bad it's not like i i think for me just cause 2 is probably the pinnacle of this but it always made me think of uh antonio banderas in that movie where he's an assassin is uh, it called assassins i think it's called assassins <laughs> yeah um i think that's what they were going for right like yeah that and uh, is that the one with sliced alone as as well like and they're, yeah, they're like rival assassins i, I think like bells. that sort of cheesy '90s, early 2000s level of action movie where it's sort of like goofy, but you're about it and like on board because it's still pretty fucking slick and there's some cool, cool set pieces. Sure. And then Just Cause Three was dumb as fuck. Like dumb, just. They, yeah, they had yeah. the like the propaganda dude that would like chime in every once in a while. I thought he was good value. He was probably the only good bit. Yeah, about it, like he sort of reminded you that they were deliberately trying to be dumb. <laughs> yeah, but the rest of the time, everyone plays it so serious. It's always such a serious fuck. And this one is no just because four is no different. You know, you're in this fucking town. Uh, at the, at the start of this demo, you're in this town, and like the Black Hand, which is a terrible fucking overused fucking like bad guy team name, comes like flies in with their hel- helicopters, and then they're like, "Oh, we know you're harboring a terrorist." Blah blah blah. We will just start murdering people. And you're like, "Fucking help!" Like, bit bit harsh, bit harsh, isn't it? Hmm. And uh, the chick you're standing next to is like. Oh no, she's so bad. She killed her. Uh, she killed my uncle, 
And then, um, and then it's revealed that they're cousins. So she killed her own father. She can't say she killed her own father. You need some fucking half-assed reveal. But she steps out. She's like, I'm here. Don't worry. Please don't kill people. And she, like, oh, they cousin. fucking... Uh, yeah, uh, cousin, what are you doing? And you're like, oh my fucking God. They are playing it so fucking serious. Yeah. Like, holy shit. Either, right, go goofy with... Do, like, it can't... It cannot be, you cannot have the script of fucking, like, Goldeneye, right, of a Pierce Brosnan Bond, and have, and play it with the seriousness of Daniel Craig Bond. It does not fucking work. That's what they're doing, though. Like, fucking Pierce Brosnan riding on top of a fucking tank, driving over statues, and, like, quipping, and being like... Oh, I guess that was in the wrong place at the wrong time or something. You're like, fucking Pierce, you fucking legend. You're amazing. What a fucking dude. If Daniel Craig was doing it and it was like dark theme, and you're like, fuck, this is serious. And he was like, well, I guess that was in the wrong place at the wrong time. And he drove over his tank. You'd be like, shut the fuck up, Daniel. What the fuck are you doing? This this doesn't make any sense. Fuck's sake. Go back to another four hour fucking picture of sand, you fucking quantum of solace cunt. So, Just Cause 4 is 100% like that. It's like dead serious with the dumbest fucking dialogue of all time. And then like, yeah, and then more dumb shit happens. Fucking Rico Rodriguez like fucking bursts out and shoots people. Like the Black Hand dudes, like, they get watch. <laughs> they watch four people just die. They're like, well, did he just get shot? And then another one gets shot. And you're like, yeah, you should probably start shooting back now, idiots. Like, where did you fucking find your fucking guns? And what kind of henchman are you? Fucking hell. And yeah, that's like that's my problem. Oh, I'm looking for the disappearance of my father. Oh, hey. He was stolen on this planet, oh, on this island, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And you're like, fucking hell, man. Like, your dad was murdered? Like, that seems pretty heavy. It's not like... It's like, fucking... Imagine if... Yeah. Imagine if the Dark Knight had, like, fucking... Austin Powers instead of Batman or something. That's basically what Just Cause 4 is trying to do. And like, yeah. this this is just ridiculous. It's, yeah, like, so there's a really serious tone to it in some of the storytelling, but it's like a stupid game. Yeah. Like, it's... Yeah. It's, yeah. It tries to be bananas. Like, and Just Cause 3 was bad for it as well. Um, Just Cause 2, I think, they was like where they had the balance and then they, they clearly lost it. Um... The other thing that, like, the, the upside, the flip side, is that uh, the gameplay is fucking awesome this time. Like, well, it, it was awesome last time. It was, it was, it's awesome this time. They, they've yeah. incorporated a lot of shit that mods did. Um, you've got balloons, so you got inflatable shit. And uh, they modeled the inflation correctly. It sort of steals the... Uh, what's it called? The fucking... The balloon system from MGS5, the Fulton, Fulton recovery system. Um, yeah, it steals that from MGS5, uh, but you can sort of control it very, like, specifically you can control it and shit. So, uh, yeah, like, you attach a balloon to someone and you can... The way it teaches you how to do it is to get you to move these cars out of the way while you're driving down a road. I didn't. I didn't set it up correctly. I didn't, like, switch to the right... Like, you've got these three different versions of like your grappler that you can... Yeah, loadouts that you can switch to at any time. Uh, 
I didn't I didn't set it like I didn't switch I switched off it again and back to my like retractor which is the one where you attach it to one point attach it to another and drag it across and I did that and dragged the fucking car out of the way and it was like good to work on floating that babble that car out of the way I'm like I didn't float shit motherfucker like just fucking I just moved some stuff like I don't need a fucking balloon I don't know why I'd need like six balloons just to move a fucking car um I actually think, yeah, I don't, I don't think, I don't know what the fucking balloon really b- brings to the table, to be honest, except for the, there's that ability, you've got a bunch of different, so you've got mods, you've got these three mods that you can do to your grappler, you've got the retractor, you've got the balloon, whatever the fuck it's called, airlifter, and yep. you've got uh, the boosters. boosters, the jet jet boosters, yep. uh, boosters used to be on explosives specifically, uh, in J- JC3, but now they're a part of your grappler, and they're a mod. And each one of these mods, you can mod further. So uh, the balloons, you can make them indestructible, or the retractor, uh, you can make it explode when it, it like when they retract all the way. And the uh, boosters, you can make like uh, tap on and off, or only do vertical thrust, or like stuff like that. But the best one for the balloons is you can set it to follow you. Yeah. And so you can, like, just have... I had a fuck ton of sheep floating in the air just following me around for a bit. Yeah. I, didn't, I don't know why I was doing it. I just did it because I could. Um, yeah, that was pretty good. Uh, but otherwise, balloons are fucking pointless. Um, yeah, obviously, the boost is awesome. Uh, I, I managed to get to a blimp. Yeah. Like, one of the, the blimps that is flying around. And uh, I attached a bunch of boosters to the back of it and made a, a super fast blimp, which was pretty good. Uh, got it up to, I think it was like 300 kilometers an hour. And then something happens. I'm not sure what, but the blimp just starts spinning out of control, like nonstop <laughs> spinning and spinning and spinning and spinning uh, until I had to like bail out and it flung me like like I'd been on a fucking merry-go-round that was powered you know you've seen those like gifs of dudes like who power their merry-go-rounds with like motorbike. motorbikes yeah <laughs> they all get like flung off uh yeah that's that's basically what happened to rico when i jumped out of this blimp uh which was pretty cool i like that it like mapped the physics of that correctly I, I think it's weird that it did but i like that it did anyway um yeah so i did that uh, stole a passenger airplane, stole a military jets, uh, and yeah, just sort of like fucked about. I did a lot of fucking about. I don't know what you got up to, but I fucked about a lot. I didn't really have any big plans. I just wanted to see what I could put together. Yeah, I did like um, a couple of missions, um, but I went to a, a big military base or something where you had to blow up a bunch of like generators, um, I don't know if you did this one, but like each time you blow up a generator, it would lift up a ramp in the base. No, no. Okay. Um, so there was like, it was split up into yeah three areas and you'd, you'd go through, kill all, all the, the enemies that were around. And um, each time you blow up the generator, a ramp would lift. By the third time you did it, you went back to the start. You picked up a dude in a car and then you jumped all the ramps. And then you took him to a, um, a terminal and then he would start hacking it. And basically you were trying to get some missiles um, out of the uh, their missile silo and blow them up while they're in midair. Like you're trying to destroy missiles. Sure. And 
And so you'd take him to the terminal, then you'd have to defend while he's doing his hacking, and it would just send waves and waves of their enemies at you. And then so I finished that mission, and I um, I just started destroying things. And, and so you get points for blowing up bits and pieces within the world. It's like the last couple of games. You are in chaos. And uh, so I tethered a bunch of um, like cargo containers with, with the balloons and made them follow me around. And then <laughs> I... Um, I wingsuited or parachuted to this giant, um, like, satellite dish. There's, like, you see them around. They're fucking enormous. Yeah. And so I was, like, parachuting around this satellite dish, and I'd had, like, six or seven fucking uh, shipping containers behind me. And then I'd get in the middle, and then I'd just pop all the balloons, and then, like, they'd all drop in this (laughs) uh, ship. Like, the shipping container would just drop in the middle of this giant satellite dish and start breaking it nice um, so that's what i used it for uh i also at the start of the second demo there was a you talked about like the merry-go-round i um yep. and there was also a pirate ship spinning around yep. and a, a ferris wheel i tried a bunch yep. of stuff with the ferris wheel couldn't get it to do much um i put like mm-hmm. boosters on the ferris wheel I was, I was trying to make it go really quickly but yep. all that seemed to happen was just nothing um, and then when I put them on the carriages, the carriages would just keep spinning. Like in, right, yeah. Like really... <laughs> yeah. So what I did was I put boosters on the um, <laughs> on the pirate ship, and uh, it broke. <laughs> it oh. didn't. Yeah, it actually I, I broke it. Um, but then I put the inflatable like air balloons on the pirate ship, and then I had the pirate ship following me around for like. 20, <laughs> while I was just doing random shit. That's awesome. Like That's the PR good. dude come back in, like this is like 30 minutes after this has happened and he, he yeah. walks in and looks at my screen and I turn around and there's just a pirate ship behind me. <laughs> it's like, what? Yeah. Uh, it's gold. So. What's that, is it, what's that fucking movie with Robert De Niro on a pirate ship that's floating in the sky? Hook. I don't know. Not Hook. <laughs> Oh, it's the Neil Gaiman one. Um, I can't remember. Anyway, classic. Yeah. That's. I wish I'd done that. I didn't spend it. I like the. They put us in there, and uh, the PR dude, because it was taking them forever to fucking. There was some sort of fuck up on the computers, and so it was taking them forever to load the second part of the demo onto our computers, and so um, yeah, they. Uh, <laughs> The PR dude showed, like, went and did the merry-go-round stuff. Like, he's like, oh, yeah, I can, like, boost it, look it. And it'll, like, spin really fast. And I'm like, I would have liked to have done that myself. But uh, I guess you can have all the fun with it. So I, like, the moment I loaded it, I'm like, I'm get the fuck out of here. I'm going straight away. And I put some um, balloons on a motorbike and some jets on the back of it. And then I just fucking scooted away. Off into the sunset, <laughs> away from there as fast as I could. Um, but yeah, I uh, yeah, I really liked fucking around in in that like entire fucking sandbox. Did like yeah? Were were you told that you could finish the game basically immediately or some shit? Like it's Breath of the Wild. Uh I I yes yeah. So there are um, like different biomes in the world. Yeah. And you can tackle them in any order you want. And I guess each time you complete one, it lowers the resistance of the main ending area. Right. Um, so I'm guessing it's going to be the same sort of thing where 
if you want to go to the end and finish it, you can try, but it's going to be really fucking hard. And I'm sure someone will do it once they figure out, like, the gimmick for it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's it's got the same, like, yeah, okay. like do it in whatever order you want. And the biomes, the weather events, mm-hmm. are supposed to, like, stay in the biome that they belong to, right? I'm not sure. But I, th- I think so, yeah. As far as I'm aware, there's, like, the tornado... I'm pretty yep. sure there's like a dust storm or something like that. There's Have a I seen that in, in the trailer? Yeah. There's a lightning storm and yeah. there is a blizzard. Right. Um, and obviously the um, the hurricane, the tornado or whatever the fuck. Um, well, I... Like, for me, the tornado was in the desert biome. Like, for 90% of the time. I think it just sort of wandered its way up there. Yeah. I don't think they're supposed to do that. I, I don't know. Maybe it's because they didn't have the other fucking things on, or hmm. yeah, the, like you're not supposed to. They're not supposed to interact or something, right? I, I'm I, not sure. As far as I'm aware, they're not like I've only seen them in trailers. Like I don't know how they interact with the world. But we've seen the tornado, and it's yeah. sucking up like jets and like passenger. Did you airlines. spend much time around the tornado? Um, not a lot. Like I did go next to it and just sort of parachute. Um, yep. it doesn't seem like he can get hurt from what I understand. He, he just kind of uses it as a way to get around and do things crazy. Um, cause if I was, get hit by- I was, yeah, I was just going to say, I was just parachuting around it and it was like spinning yeah. around and yeah. Um, yeah, I spent a fuck ton of time. Like I basically spent most of my time fucking with the tornado, seeing what I could do. Uh, and the way you get hurt is when it drags something and, and hits, hits you with you. it, uh, which is extremely hilarious. Um, but like, you can basically avoid that happening anyway by just floating along with it. So that only happens if you're on the ground near it and it'll drag something. Uh, in my case, it was a, the fuel pump from a fucking service station and dragged the fuel pump and smacked it with it. <laughs> All right. And uh, exploded on impact, and that killed me. Um, but yeah, so it, it does that, uh, and it destroys anything once it gets to the like the core. Anything that is in the core of the tornado uh, explodes, basically. So uh, yeah, if you're in a car or a plane or a blimp that goes into the uh, tornado, um, it'll explode and it'll take you with you. Uh, you with it rather, um, but yeah, it's pretty good. Um, I I just definitely using it to like build up a fuck ton of speed while spinning around, and then you just sort of like turn straight off, and you'll scoot away with a fuck like you'll have so much momentum going away, so you can get like a pretty good saw out of it, which is uh, on your wingsuit, which is good. Yeah, the Um, wingsuit's pretty good. It's the same sort of thing that I felt with three is uh, I didn't really feel the necessity to get in a car because well, I can fly. <laughs> yep. Like what's the point of getting yeah. in a car when I can fly? Yeah. Like you, you grapple to something like just grapple to a fucking light post. Right. And, yeah. And then parachute immediately. And then you can just sort of keep yourself going by wingsuiting all over the place. Yeah. Or, or with this one, you just wingsuit and you just grapple onto the ground yeah. and just pull yourself along. Um, I mean, yeah. it got to, it's gotten to that point where uh, I don't, I don't know if I played, I think I played two, but not a lot of it. I didn't play as much as three because I reviewed three. Um, yep. 
but remember when like Saint Row Saint Row got to that point where you could just fucking yeah like it didn't matter getting into cars anymore it's like there was no point yeah it feels pretty similar um i'm guessing like they'll have races and different types of events in the game but uh and obviously putting like boosters and shit like that onto cars but otherwise it feels like if you want to get around just fly or parachute um yeah it's pretty easy i uh i don't know if you did this but with the ferris wheel yeah. After I put the boosters on, I tethered a bunch of people to it and, and then boosted it. And then people were just flinging around in circles. <laughs> um, and then after that, I found a, found some cows. I put boosters on cows. Of course. And they, um, yeah, the classic, they just took off and see you later. Like they went, they were in the air <laughs> for a long time. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think it's really, it's one of those dumb games where you just don't, you just do stupid shit and yeah. like you just blow things up everything's always exploding i think what they've done that's really smart this time is they've like the the way you can mod everything being able to be like all right well now when i do this thing with the tether it's gonna make these other things happen like it's not just tethering things anymore you can you can modify it um i think that's really a interesting way of going about it. like oh these balloons are going to float behind me 10 meters in the air or 15 meters in the air, or I can make them just float indefinitely, like just off they go into the sky. Yeah. Um, yeah, like the different bits and pieces that you can do, like the tether length is going to be short or it's going to retract and get to a point and then explode. So being able to play around with that, I think we'll see some interesting combinations come out of it. Um, but at the end of the day, it's like, it's just going to be a dumb it's and I think I said this for the last game it's a good palate cleanser for the end of the year because I think the last yeah. one came out about the same time um, like once all your big AAA games oh, it's, it's obviously like a big AAA game but it is, yeah. it's one of those just go blow shit up type, type of games and just have stupid, stupid switch your brain off around. yeah yeah like the story's dumb doesn't make any sense yeah. but you can just blow up a stupid amount of stuff and have fun I felt like... Did you die at all? Did that have God Mode on or something? I died a lot. <laughs> you could die? Okay. Oh, oh yeah, you could. Because I was... <laughs> I don't know if maybe they had it on for mine, but maybe they didn't. I'm not sure. Maybe it just wasn't on, but I felt like I could take a lot of damage. Um, and I wasn't dying, so... I don't know if we were supposed to see this or not, but we saw the, the dev console. I saw it as well, yeah. Did you see they had a God Mode? And Jesus and Mode. And a Jesus Mode? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Apparently, Jesus mode is just slightly less powerful than God right. mode. Because uh, yeah. we asked them, and, and he, they were like, we're not 100% sure, but... <laughs> <laughs> That's gold. Yeah. Oh, uh, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's... like it's. I'm definitely keen uh, to play it, uh, but I will be hardcore ignoring the story. Hopefully, uh, I can skip as much of it as humanly possible, because I... I mean, in that sense... It's even more like Breath of the Wild because the I didn't want to. Matter. I didn't give a fuck about that story either. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's a good. It's a good like game to model your open world adventure on. It's a good idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's still a time like for a game that's going to be out in a month. It there was still a bit of jack to it, um, but 
like not as janky as the next game we'll talk about that's a good segue um should we talk about fallout (laughs) let's do it fallout 76 um man where to start with this have you've played a little bit i'll i'll I guess I'll talk about it because I've played it the most. Um, I'll you played a lot up. more than I've, me, yeah. I've written down some notes, so I'll just open up my notes so I don't miss anything. Um, yeah, Fallout 76 is the is a prequel to the, the other Fallout games that we've played. It is set basically after um, after the, the bombs have dropped. You are the first sort of residents to start populating this world. Um, mm. So you get out there and uh, it's it's like there's no one around it's robots and um and basically enemies there's no npcs in the game no human npcs in the game and uh it's multiplayer game i guess that's the big one they're pushing for is that you can play this with your friends now um we played a bunch of the beta um we played a little bit of beta when it was think much of it it was, uh, yeah, I got to like level six or something. I didn't play a, a, a lot of it, but play a little bit, mainly because um, the beta times weren't at, at optimal yeah, time for us. Times, yeah. And when we could play, it just wasn't working anyway. Like we couldn't play as a team. I don't think any to- any days during the beta, I couldn't add anybody. Um, no. Even on the last day when I tried to add people, it was just like, no, <laughs> no, thank you. Um, so yeah, it wasn't a great multiplayer experience for them. So I was playing it pretty solo. Um, I also went to the preview event. It's um, the Greenbrier. So I talked about that. Played it on Xbox. Yeah. Um, so I've had a lot of time with it, and now I've played the PC release. Um, mm. Yeah, and it's it's definitely, I'd say the jankiest Fallout game that I've played. Um, I've had like I had problems with four my main problem with four and we've talked about this before is that they didn't limit the frame rate in the um in the engine and so what was happening was the physics were tied to the game engine and so people with good pcs were having issues where they were either moving too quickly in the world or getting stuck in objects. Uh, my particular case was I couldn't use terminals in the game properly. Sometimes mm. I'd interact with them, and then I couldn't leave them, um, so I'd be stuck, and I'd have to reload a save. Um, eventually, they ended up patching that out, and it had to do with things like VSync, or sorry, uh, yeah, like just basically your frame rate being yep. too high, and G-Sync, and they didn't account for any of that. Um, so for me, that was probably my biggest issue, apart from the um, just the jankiness of like the dog sort of stuff, and like like what was the point of having a dog? Just like the AI wasn't that great. Um, but otherwise, like I felt like it was it was fine. It wasn't as bad as like some of the other games I've had. Like Rage, the original Rage, I couldn't play for like a year because it was just fucked um, yeah. on PC. Uh, and then you had games like Dishonored uh, 2, which was was a bit broken. Was it Dishonored 2 or Dishonored 1? Sorry, Dishonored 1 was broken at launch for NVIDIA people. Uh, I believe me and Nate were both having issues with that one. Um, yep. Um, but yeah, this was like Fallout 76, a lot of issues. Um, yep. Straight off the bat for me, and I don't know why these problems weren't happening in the beta, but I can take a stab as to why they're happening now. Um, and it's something we talked about is that 
it was discovered that people were changing their INI files and uncapping their frame rate. And in doing that, it would cause people to move quicker because once again, the game engine is tied to the physics. So the more frame rate you get, the quicker you move. And yep. so what, what was happening was people were uncapping their frame rate and they would move in certain situations quicker than others by doing simple things like looking at the ground. So your frame mm. rate would change and you can move quicker. Um, so Bethesda fixed that by capping everybody's frame rate to 63 on the PC. I don't know what it's like on, on consoles, haven't, haven't played it, but I'm talking about my PC experience. And yep. uh, so I fired up the game and I was getting 30 frames per second. Um, yeah. And it, yeah, it was like, it was rough. And I, I was like, I don't know what, really what's going on here. It's really strange. Um, there aren't any options in the display settings to actually go in and be like, I want to set it to this. There are barely any options at all. Yeah, there's no options in there. So, Staggeringly. So I had, I had to look and try and figure out what was going on. Um, eventually, I found like a, a, it was like a PC game or a post or something about how to turn off uh v-sync oh, yeah. so i had to so i turned off v-sync which was enabled in the in the ini file which is not a setting you can change in the display setting so framer mm. doesn't know what v-sync does it basically um it, it, it stops screen tearing from happening uh, on your screen so it forces it to render each frame um screen tearing you'll see those like really jaggedy lines when the refresh rate is either not able to keep up with your monitor or it's maybe too high. And so you get these weird lines on your screen when you look at it, super disorientating. Um, but if you're like me and you have a G-Sync monitor, you don't need V-Sync because yeah. your monitor, the hardware is doing it for you. I think you've got one as well, right? I do, yes. Yeah. Um, so it's hardware built in. The hardware, your monitor matches the frame rate you're getting in the game. And so you don't have screen tearing. There's no option in Fallout 76 to disable V-Sync as far as you going in and, and setting it up. So I had to go in the INI file, turn that off. Mm. For whatever reason, that fixed half fixed my problem with the frame rate. I was now getting 63 frames per second, but now I was getting screen tearing. Even though oh. I have a G-Sync... Oh, sorry. No, I, t- I had to... Yeah, anyway, so that's happening now. I'm getting screen tearing for whatever fucking reason. I don't know. Um, eventually, I uh, I end up turning borderless window on. And that fixes my screen tearing. fixes my frame rate to now 63. This is after about an hour of fucking around. Um, and now I've got 63 frames per second. It's still not great. Like, it just, it drops quite a lot. And the game still feels floaty like something's going on with V-Sync. Because um, mm. when you use V-Sync, it gets a little bit laggy. Um, but that's like the payoff with that. You, you get smooth frame rate, but a little bit yeah. laggy. Um, so it's there's something going on there. It's not doing whatever it's supposed to be doing properly. Uh, I know it's not an isolated issue because I posted on Twitter about it. I had people mm. DMing me, asking me if I'd fixed it because um, they were having the same problem. And these are people from um, other big websites as well. That I don't know if they're reviewing the game, but right. also having the same problem on PC. Yeah. So they haven't tested it on G-Sync monitors or something, I don't know. I've checked the community threads on uh, the Bethesda 
support forums and there are other people having the same issues so mm. yeah that's a bit like huge oversight i don't like I, I didn't have any problems at all during the beta it's whatever they've done in between capping the frame rate to try and fix this cheating problem to now it's completely fucked up they've they've done something wrong there um yeah sad shit but otherwise i've gotten used to it now like i can it's it's other than the frame drops it's not a huge problem um for me because i've just gotten used to it playing it that way but it's still shit it doesn't work properly um Mm. the keyboard bindings are terrible like i don't know who set up the control system for this but like tab to go back isn't like not a it's not escape it's like they didn't know what the escape button was and they were like nah we'll just use tab um for for whatever reason as well whenever i change my key bindings they don't stick and I have to reset them each time I play. It's not a huge deal because the only buttons I change for me are crouch. I change crouch from control to alt and in the game control is by default is melee and so all I do is just switch them around and that's cool but it's annoying when I jump back in the first time like oh I'm gonna sneak and I press the fucking button and I throw a grenade or something like that. That's a little bit annoying. Mm. Um, So that's a bit shit. Um, the animations in the games are uh, fucked and I, I don't know if this is to do with just janky animations because I didn't see any during my preview and I went back and checked my footage on the Xbox and I couldn't I couldn't see any um, and I don't know if this is to do with the servers being slow or something or if it's just I didn't experience it during my three hours playing it on, overseas um, but you'll run into instances where like the they're just standing around like in either t poses or just you know weird stationary pose like they're not moving at all and then you shoot them and then like three seconds later they suddenly just come to life like these creatures um Uh, i've mainly seen them with like your ghouls or yeah like the scorched guys scorched yeah like i've seen a lot with them um sometimes they moonwalk all over the place their their AI is not great. They'll just hide behind weird objects in the world or they'll start shooting at you and then moonwalk out of the room and just off they go somewhere else. Um, so the AI is doing weird shit there. Um, I haven't had a lot of them, but server disconnects. I've had uh, one where the game just stops and then nothing happens. And then it comes up and tells you that it tells you the server disconnected. I guess the main issue with that is that it's not saving a lot, so you're losing progress. Um, oh, like up I... to five to ten minutes sometimes, um, which is a bit crap because that's fucked. Yeah, especially when you're doing like missions and you've killed things or because I the first time so it must happen twice to me. The first time it happened to me, I was in a I just killed this huge ass monster. And it's the first time I've seen it. And I killed it. I picked up all the stuff. And the server disconnected. And I was like, fuck. Like, I hope I've got all that stuff still. Um, But I don't remember what I picked up. So, yeah, server disconnects were a problem. They they haven't been a huge issue for me because I haven't been playing it as much as, I guess, other people. But I've seen a lot of people complaining about, especially after, like, all the servers went online around the world. Um, people are having a lot of issues. Um, I'm having issues with hollow tapes not playing for whatever reason. Like I'll pick them up. They don't, they just don't play for me anymore. Um, I don't know what happened, but I'll 
you can either pick them up with E or play them with R. And yep. you, he picks them up and he, you can hear like the like the background noise of the audio tape, but there's no talking. So like you hear all the, the noises of him like putting it in and like yeah. the, the background like firing up, like there's supposed to be like a crackling sound. Like you hear all that, there's just no one talking. So what I need to do is I need to then go into my Pip-Boy, open up my holotapes and then find the one that I picked up and then play it. The annoying part about that is if I don't remember what the, the name of the tape is I've picked up, I don't know which one to play. Uh, um, yeah. So I've gotten to the point now where I have to remember what it is I pick up before I pick it up so that I can go into my Pip-Boy and then play it. Um, and this isn't just like a, oh, it's the game bugged out because uh, I just need to restart or whatever. Like, it, my tapes don't play anymore at all. <laughs> Full stop. That's fucked. <laughs> yeah. And because there's some of the missions, like sometimes you get missions from them or um, they'll be part of a mission, so I'll need to play them twice because even though I picked it up and I'm playing it, it doesn't check off like the, the mark in the missions. So that'll just... Yeah, it just does that. Um, they're my technical issues that I've had right, so I've got far. a couple as well. Yeah. Have you noticed that people's like... And I won't lean on the desk. Uh, have you noticed that people's, like, uh, speaker icons are lagging behind them a fuck ton? Have you seen that? No. I've seen a lot. Uh, I have noticed, yeah, a lot of fucking animation uh, errors, uh, huge frame drops. Uh, it loads really quick when you're teleporting around the map. Yeah, but yeah. then you just get fucking massive frame drops for seemingly no reason. Um, Matt, like shitloads of lag. Um, when I was playing yesterday, I was playing with um, a couple of dudes, and they were like, "Oh, are you okay, Joby?" And I'm like, "Yeah, why?" And apparently, I was standing in an explosion on my screen. The explosion had happened like 15 seconds earlier, and I'd walked over to see what was happening. But according to their their vision both of them uh i was just standing in the middle of a fucking explosion like nothing nothing fucking mattered um yeah like like all kinds of like that's i guess just network lag uh but yeah the frame drops are pretty bad and yeah i just i don't know i just don't know what the fuck i'm doing in it but that's not technical um a lot of the stuff you said like it's generally been happening uh to me i've got g-sync but i don't have the same problem well actually i just don't notice screen tearing because the whole fucking game is ugly well i'm not getting screen tearing anymore right but i I, i've got it on borderless windows so i don't know you're playing on borderless or full screen Uh, um but i'm still getting the you're you've also got like a 1070 1080 yeah yeah 1070 um so what's happening is when i'm dropping below the 63 it's really noticeable like a lot and it yeah. seems like my mouse is slowing down or something. It's it's doing this weird thing. Um, it's got it must have to do with the frame rate. So. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I guess you know. Yeah, it just doesn't run well at all. I mean, yeah, it doesn't run great. It's it's just an understatement. I think that's just a, such a um, such a high level way to put it. Uh, it runs like shit. Uh, but it's hard to really pin that down because it plays like shit as well. So, right. Yeah. So some of my anyway. 
my yeah, yeah. like main issues with the game um mm. in terms of like the, the design stuff i think um yeah. i'm not a fan of the weapon degradation at the moment i yeah. think the weapons are destroying too quickly i think that Quite needs to be yeah. toned back especially because the resources that you need to fix them um like they're hard to come by some of them like yeah they're a pain i've gotten to the point now where i've I've permanently got like aluminium on tag like tags for me so i know what the fuck aluminium is i'll just pick up everything because i'm like that's i need that to fix all my guns um so i've got this cool shotgun that i use and i've got a cool hunting rifle and i alternate between the two because they they break pretty quickly Uh, and i think the game's wanting me to be like oh no you should pick up this pistol i'm like but i don't want to use a pistol i want to use the shotgun that i've got that i've that i've put like a sight on and I've extended the barrel and I've done all this cool shit too but you're like yep. wanting me to use this pistol of this other thing and like it, it's doing like the thing like the uh, Breath of the Wild thing where it's like oh you need to you should try and use all these other cool weapons that they've got but in Breath of the Wild you're not like spending all this resources and time like upgrading this specific weapon that you've got and putting all this yeah. money into it and like making it my own weapon it's just like, oh, it was just a sword I picked up off the ground. And I It'd be like really... if your horse in Red Dead died of old age or some shit. And you're like, oh, I guess that does happen. Guess that make... Yeah, don't give them ideas, Joe. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I guess horses die like that. Um, but this, yeah, it feels like a bit of a dick punch. Yeah. Um, yeah, cool. Um, I guess I won't get attached to anything then. Yeah, like... I, I just, I I don't know if I'm supposed to be ditching shit, but I pick up every pistol I see because I know it's just going to break after I kill three fucking cockroaches. So, yeah. But I'm, even the I'm, stuff you pick well. up off of the thing you've killed, like the majority of things that I find, it's got like a small amount of durability on it anyway. So it's only going to last me a couple of minutes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that that whole system is really weird. Uh, like apart from the fact that I don't feel like I know what I should be doing with any of these guns like I, I want to use the guns that I've got and I can't pick up all these other guns because I'm limited by weight and I can't pick up fucking 30 gut guns because I'll become over encumbered over encumbered and yeah. I'm like alright fair enough so I've got my five guns that I've used like I've got my pistol I've got my shotgun my hunting rifle um, you know my my backup melee weapon and and then maybe like a second pistol in case my other one breaks or something like that but the two main ones that i'm using is like my hunting rifle and my shotgun and they just break all like i went for so long the other day because i was like i'm out of aluminium i can't fix these guns and so now i'm fucked yeah so i think the weapon degradation is um needs to be toned down uh, quite a bit because uh yeah it's it's not um it's not fun. It's not a fun system at the moment. Um, yeah. Uh, VATS, I still think, and I complained about this in my preview, um, I think VATS is still super janky. Um, there's no, still no damage feedback on VATS, so you don't know when you hit something other than the fact that you get a damage reduction in their health bar. Like, oh, I hit them. I can see that. But when I'm with three other people, yeah. I don't know who's hitting them. Like, I don't know if my shotgun hit that person. Like, maybe the... Maybe someone else hit them. Um, yeah. So there's no damage feedback still with VATs. I think that needs to be sorted out. Um, sure. 
my one of my biggest complaints is I don't like that the map is uncovered from the start. Um, yeah. I think it would change a lot of the way I feel about exploration in the game. I really like exploring in this game. Um, mm. That's one of the positives. But I think it would um, elevate. It would elevate that. I was looking for the word. I think it would elevate yeah. that quite a lot if I was not running around the world and being like, oh, what's that off in the distance? And then look, and then being, oh, I can go to my map. And, oh, it's a Ferris wheel. Because I, yeah. I can literally see it on my map. Right? Yeah. As opposed yeah. to being like, oh, what the fuck is that off in the distance? And then running for five minutes to go and see it. I mean, like, holy shit, this is cool. Yeah. And exploring it. Whereas you, you can open the map and just see everything that's in the world and be like, all right, um, there's like no surprise. You know what I mean? Other than yeah. the small things that you come across in the world, like the world building stuff. That's really the only cool moments that you have. Um, as opposed to like, oh, I can see this thing off in the distance. I wonder what that is. And you go and explore um, I think that's a missed opportunity. I, I wish that the map was like there was a, a fog around the map, and you started in Vault seventy six, and then you just went and explored, or you went in yeah. sort of the direction of the game because the game does tell you to go in certain directions, right? Um, yeah. Like it forces you. There's a there is a main storyline. It it gets you to go to certain places. It doesn't you, force you. Well, no, it doesn't force you, but it's trying to get you to to follow it this. Encourages part. it heavily. Yeah. Yeah, and as you get to like oh, here's the main part of the story. Then there's like side quests and events that pop up and then you start mm. forming this like this trail. Um, you don't yeah. have to follow it. You can go off into different areas, whether or not you'll be capable of taking on whatever is in that area or if you yeah. can even go to get into that environment. Um, it's up to you, but I, I wish that it wasn't spoiled for me. You know yeah. what I mean? I think that's the yeah. cool thing. Totally. You, you look at... Um, uh, Ta- DayZ, right? DayZ is a perfect example for me because it is just... It, it, it's a map. You've got the map from the get-go, like you might, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but it doesn't have landmarks on it. It's got fucking cities. Yeah. But yeah, you don't have, like, specific landmarks and shit. Oh, here's the power station. Here's the fucking whatever the fuck. Right. No, no, no that's there. Uh, you just... You have to go find those things yourself. If someone's like oh, I got this sick thing from a power station down south, then you would have to go to the power station Electra, I suppose. But in this, you're just like, oh, is it this one or this one? And then they're like, yeah, cool. It's yeah. that one. Yeah. And on so what, what I was going to say was, um, if you liken it to uh, either Red Dead Redemption, um, where you're uncovering this map, but at the same yeah. time, you uncover an area... And you might not necessarily come across something in that area until you actually walk into it or mm-hmm. until you um, interact with it. And then Arthur will draw on the map and be like, this is the thing I found. And he'll draw in like a picture of this yeah. is the thing in that area. And that's now His on your map. Pick. Or he'll name it. Like he writes in the name of it. Like yeah. this is the whatever whatever cabin, and so you've now got a location name in there. Yeah. Similar thing in um in uh, the forest where you start off with a map and it is blank, and until you yeah. start exploring areas, your character starts drawing in landmarks or like the outskirts of a specific you know the environment. Uh, whereas I wish that this game did this. If you were like everything, like the the land was either 
blank blanked out or grayed out you couldn't see it or something or maybe it showed you a general layout but when you went and discovered it it's like oh i've discovered bloody blah because that happens when you get to an area it says discovered whatever you get xp and it comes up yep. all right now it's on your map and he fucking draws in the ferris wheel that'd be awesome because now it's like um, you know, you're actually going out and exploring places. Whereas I just feel like I'm, yeah, I, I can see it all on the map. I know what's going to be there. And if you did it, like, I guess my pitch for the DayZ method, right? If they do, because I, I, I feel like DayZ is a huge inspiration when it comes to this game, like sure. a huge, uh, degree of inspiration. If you did it the DayZ way where they never fucking wrote it on the map, <laughs> it would be a, it would be a testament to like your personal yeah. map knowledge and your experience with the game world. And so in that sense, like it's such a huge part of progression in day Z is that you are personally leveling up. It's the day. It's the dark souls philosophy of you are like your character doesn't get better. You as a person are better at this world. Hmm. and that's it just doesn't feel like it's a necessity in fallout i just jump in i go fucking teleport to one of my level 20 friends and we fucking fuck up level fucking 16 <laughs> shit and i ping up fucking levels of like a billion miles an hour easy peasy <laughs> like yeah like I, I don't need to learn the the world i know well i know where a gun factory is uh if i mouse over and i know where the power plant is I know where a junkyard is. For some reason, we set up a camp in a junkyard. Like, you've got the entire fucking post-apocalyptic world to live in, and you want to live in the fucking tip. Okie dokie, fair enough, whatever you want. <laughs> Maybe you just like mole rats. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's that's the dream. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, like, I just don't feel like there's anything that I particularly need to learn. Like, it feels like everything... It's such a RPG style of getting you, like, incentivizing you to improve, where improvement is actual character leveling up. So you don't personally need to improve. You don't personally need to get better at anything. Like, it it hands you so much. It, like, if we go, the other clear inspiration, in my opinion, is Minecraft. If we were to look at Minecraft, right, you've got to learn, like... There's so much to learn in Minecraft. You start by like punching trees and shit, right? But if you want to make anything, you got to like learn, personally learn how to make shit. You got to like put the fucking, the tree blocks in the right fucking order and stuff. That's, that doesn't seem to be the case here. Like, I, I don't know if I'm, I just haven't reached that portion of it yet, but you just, as long as you've got the right fucking blueprints, you can make whatever the fuck. Yeah. Right? Like... I mean, That's... the game definitely does put you in this loop of, like, telling you how to do basic things in the world. Like, you, you start off that game with learning how to boil water and yeah. making the correct food. And then you start going up, back up the top and it's like, all right, now we're going to set up a camp and we're going to yeah. teach you how to build all these things in the camp. And, it, it, and then it's like, all right, go to the airfield base and then find the blueprints for this thing. Like, it's trying to get you to do some of that stuff. Um, but, but I feel like... Like, yeah. I, I don't know. I just don't think it should be telling you to do any of this shit. Like, because that... Like, it shouldn't be breadcrumbing you on all this shit. It should have dumped everyone in the fucking game world and 
ask them to challenge them to work that shit out to figure it out because that's where the community fucking yeah. derives from like there's no reason there's no reason to play with other people in Fallout 76 except to have a slightly easier time as shit uh, like I, me playing with uh, the level twenties is is good for them as well because the fucking the Scaling. monsters scale between us, so they they get slightly easier enemies. I get a fuck ton of XP. <laughs> like everything works out really well for everyone. Like there's that's the only reason to play with anyone. That is like it's classic MMO bullshit. But this it doesn't make any sense because it's not an MMO that like it doesn't have that in it. Mm. it doesn't have that. It's it's like they read about MMOs or something. Like I, I don't understand. They they saw fucking the South Park episode on World of Warcraft and like we probably do that. Yeah, fucking, I think we can manage that. <laughs> like that's their only experience with MMOs or some shit. I don't know. Like it doesn't make any sense to me. The the concept, the community aspect comes from that camaraderie of learning together and growing and. Like, that might come. Like, I guess uh, Gerald was talking about how he's got three of the nuke coats. Yeah. And he needs eight or something. Or is it all this, like, he's still not sure how he would utilize them, even if he had eight and stuff like that, you know? Like, so they are, but that's the end game, right? Like, the early game, but that that shouldn't be the way. Like, the, the whole thing should be like that. You should start, we, we start in the dirt, and we'll die in the dirt. You should end in the dirt. You should fucking... It should, the whole fucking journey should be one of you learning how to live in this hostile game world. Not the game slowly teaching you, like, through breadcrumbing, how to do it. This just doesn't make any sense. It's such a fucking sterile corporate approach to the survival genre it like imagine people compare it to rust a lot imagine rust if it was like exactly how people picture a triple a studio doing rust hmm. that's that's what it is to me like imagine a survival game if it is all of the fears of the muted experience of a triple a title you know the the corporate appeasing stockholders version of a survival game technically it ticks the fucking the right box on steam yeah but actually doesn't live up to what those games promise right like it's not an mmo it's not really a survival game i just don't know what it is technically a multiplayer fallout but the game gains nothing from being multiplayer there is nothing as far as I can tell, that is improved upon by having it massively multiplied. Like, why isn't it just a fucking four-player co-op fallout? Why the fuck yeah. wouldn't you just do that? Having randoms in it brings nothing to the table. It's just so, so weird. And like getting... I got murdered. I got murdered. And I I clipped it. I had literally no fucking idea what, what had happened. Because everything I've heard is that, like... It, you're supposed to be generally safe from being like just fucking punted on. But if that the person who does the murdering happens to be 41 levels above you, then there's nothing you can do about it. Like you will just get shredded. Mm. I just got shredded. Like I was fucked. 
I never could have done anything, like, regardless of what I wanted. I had no fucking option. And I, you know, obviously, I'm the fucking, the gentleman bandit. I murdered my fucking way across Chernerous. I have done despicable acts. I troll in fucking every single game I play ever. We were playing Battlefield Five the other day, and I jumped in a jeep at the start of a round, and we, like, it was full from the get-go. Like, immediately full Everyone jumped in. There was five of us. And we had three extra people standing on top of the, the Jeep. So I turned and drove off into the Outer Bounds area. So far that nobody reached it back. And we all eight of us died instantly. I am a dickhead. Like, hardcore. <laughs> a fuckwit. Right? So, like, it's not like I have a problem with people being fuckwits in video games. I'm cool with it. I think people being fuckwits in video games significantly improves a lot of video games but I, I was under the impression that this game was supposed to be grief free and i don't understand why you would have opt-in pvp if a level like someone who's 41 levels above you can still come over and regardless of whether or not you opt in murder you in microseconds i have no idea what the fuck the point is like yeah, what, what? Especially what, when what they is... don't get anything for it. <laughs> right? They are literally just doing it to grief. Right? And that's, like I said, that is fine. I'm cool with griefing. But it's supposed to be grief. Like, they've they've created these mechanisms to avoid griefing, to neuter the impact of griefing on people's, like, game experience. And they don't appear to work. So now, I'm going to go back, like, if I go back into the game, I'm going to have to be wary of everyone who is significantly higher level than me. And that makes sense, right, in a game where you could, you know, if it was World of Warcraft, fucking, and I'm in, like, contested area, yeah, why the fuck not, right? Like, I... Yeah, that's what I have coming. Like, if, if an ally wants to, like, roll up on me and, and fuck me, maybe I shouldn't have been way out of my fucking league. But that's not what this game is supposed to be doing. So, yeah, all I've got is questions. If that, that's not what this game is supposed to be doing, then why the fuck did it happen? Why wouldn't you want that to happen? Right? Why wouldn't that be a, a portion of the game that you enjoy? It's... I remember you were talking about it after your preview at the Greenbrier, you know, because it's been a question for me from day dot. Mm. And you look at the answer the Sea of Thieves guys had, right? And they were like, to have the like the organic storytelling experiences that you want, mm. you have to accept that people are going to grief, right? And you have to trust that people will find it more enjoyable to not... To, grief right but you have to allow them the ability to grief or those storytelling experiences will never happen that's not what you came back from fucking fallout the the fallout preview with right that the, they were actively trying to to stop that shit i just don't understand man like I, I honestly don't understand i don't understand how i died so quick like does he just have a fucking minigun or something yeah he had a minigun like on the 
the uh, vault suit. Not the vault suit, the power, power armor. Power, yeah. yeah power so he had that, yeah. and then obviously him being 40 levels higher than you. So if, if, if he is the same level as you, or around the same level, that's when the chip yeah. damage comes in. But because it's so far above, that chip damage is still there, but it's just significantly higher. And so you'll die, and then you get the option of being like, well, I don't want to do that anymore, so you can... You can block them, and then they don't. Sh- they don't. They can't do anything more. Or you can respawn. Or I think there's like a revenge thing. Which yeah, so revenge. What What does that mean? I wasn't gonna pick it because like, what if it put me in a one v one like in Grand Theft Auto? I'll just fucking die again. What the fuck is the point of that? Yeah, I, I haven't. I don't know. I haven't. I haven't done any PvP yet in in my games. Everybody has been nice to me, which has been right. different. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, as I said, when I came back from that preview, the, the PVP is not something I'm interested in, in its current form. It doesn't yeah. appeal to me at all. So, yeah. yeah. Um, but what is interesting is the, I guess the interaction with the other players in the world as well. Um, all of my interactions have been pretty positive. Um, I had obviously the one where we were playing the other day where Gerald and I were, I, I teleported to our mate who was he's like in the eastern side of the map i I'm, haven't been over there yet um yeah. and he was at this power plant and so i teleported to him just to check out what he's doing and we um we get inside this power plant because it's a it's an area where you can claim um and claiming areas sometimes give you resources um you can build on them build bases and then you get resources like sometimes it's like you'll get aluminium or food or gold or whatever it is that the the thing does so you can claim it and that becomes like a pvp area where other people can come and try and take it from you um so we got there and in order to build all this stuff you can um you can either build a bunch of generators or there's a power plant behind you and you can use the power plant to to generate enough power to to build everything in this location so it's it's a cool idea where you can either spend all your resources to capture this thing, or you can go to this other quest to, to like, further... Like, you don't have to do anything. So we went in the power plant, and there was a dude in there already, uh, running around doing the, the like, events in the power plant to start the power plant up. Because um, yep. it's, like, it's all broken. It's all busted and shit. And so Gerald goes in and teams up with him without communicating, just invites him to a team, um this other dude jumps into our team and we're suddenly doing this quest together. Um, and yep. we had to run around the uh, power plant. So it's like a nuclear power plant or something. Um, you had to repair like a bunch of sections in there. There was a bunch of bust- busted shit. Um, so you did that. Then you had to like go activate a bunch of terminals and like some of them were inside like a nuclear reactor where you'd start getting radiation and then... Um, once you sort it all that out, you leave through like the decontamination chamber, and all your radiation disappears. Like this, it's a really cool idea of how like to start up this this power plant. Like there's there's steps to it. Um, so we eventually do all the steps. We fire up this power plant. It takes us a little while to do, and then uh, we go outside, and the things that are required to start up like to attach the generators so they're not working every time we go to them it's like oh you need to the power plant isn't functional like it's giving us this error message basically like you need to go start the power plant up we're like why didn't we just do that um and so there's all these wires around the power plant you know when you build 
in the game like a generator you need to attach them to like power poles and you can attach wires to them to like power certain things like oh i've got a like a, a giant turret here but it needs a certain amount of power so you have to yeah daisy chain all these things together um so we're doing that and looking at wires on this power plant it's like well this one's green this one's green this one's not attached to anything and it's yellow like maybe that needs to be attached to something out here and like so i'm running around looking at things and not figuring it out because like these things that we're seeing like the the poles are not inside the build area of this claiming station so we can't actually build in this this part so like i'm super confused so uh I go back inside the power plant. I go, like, I run around trying to figure it out. Not too sure. I go back to the terminal. The terminal says the power plant is up and running. Like, mm. I don't know. So I leave and I, I come back out. I'm like, I I don't know what we do. Like, we've we fight it up. It's still telling us we've only got 10 power, which is not enough to, to power any of this stuff. Like, we needed 100 or something like that. Um, yeah. But for whatever reason, we're only getting 10 power. Uh, so I start searching on the internet and lo and behold, like people are complaining about this quest during the beta about it being bugged and no one can figure it out. Uh, Cause at this stage I'm like, Oh, this is cool. Like we need to figure out how to join like all the power things together now and like get them all going. Like, but it just turned out it was bugged. <laughs> it's like, well, it's still bugged. Like this major event that you've got to power this, this part of the world where you need to claim resources at doesn't work and it hasn't worked for like two or three weeks now judging by the comments on these uh support forums and threads so like that's the those ideas are cool but the fact that like the game is launched and that stuff is still not like major components are just bugged out is fucked um yeah and so anyway they start building power generators individually and um and start claiming resources so they're like claiming wood now from wood extractors and aluminium um, they start setting up turrets because the place gets attacked by waves of en- enemies once in a while. Um, other people can come and claim the area. Um, at, at this stage, I was like, I'm done. I'm going to go eat some food. It was like 8.30 at night or something like that. Um, and I came back later on and he, like this guy <laughs> Gerald had teamed up with, they're like still playing together at like three o'clock in the <laughs> morning. Just some yeah. random dude. Um, and I think that's really cool. Like the, 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 the fact that you can start like teaming up with someone and all of a sudden five hours later, you're still playing with them and you built this ginormous base. Uh, I'm like, dude, I've just playing, I've been playing by myself, single player running around. I'm going to bed now anyway. So I get up the next morning and he's, he's playing again at some stage, but then you send through that clip and it's the same crew. So they've still got this base going like 12 hours later yeah and i'm like holy shit like they've been maintaining this for a long time Uh, so i think that stuff's really cool um that is cool like that 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 right yeah seems like a really good idea for a game (laughs) right yeah randomly matching up to play fucking like Fallout with some other people that you don't know. Yeah, <laughs> that you don't know. It seems like you could play with your friends, uh, but you can randomly match with some other people and and see if like and if they're cool, you keep playing with them. Otherwise, you just leave the party. See if you can like match up again. Maybe like open yourself up to be match matched with people or whatever. And 
and see how you go. That seems like a cool idea. Why do you need... What the fuck is the point of the 12 other people on, on the map doing shit at the same time? It, I, I just don't understand. It doesn't seem to bring anything, right? It's really fucking cool how, like, this, this is, his name is Josh, right? Yeah. And, and, uh. Because now you guys are best friends, right? Now we're best friends. Um, <laughs> I, um, I don't think he's my biggest fan. I think I swear too much for him. But, uh, he, um, yeah, he just, he, like, he was super, like, right from the get-go, just super fucking helpful. He'll tell me how to do shit, tell me, what, like, what I should be about, like, finding and, he uh like I, I couldn't match onto gerald for some reason his his shit was bugged out so he like immediately added me as a friend and like <laughs> teamed up to play with me as well and like all that kind of shit that's fucking rad that is cool that's social gaming i think if that's what they were driving at, that's fucking that's a really good idea that's not it though that's not fallout 76 that's some side thing that they managed that's like they like have scavenged around in the junk pile that is Fallout 76 and they've managed to come away with something fucking usable. Something they can actually do something with, right? Like, they've gone down to the tip and they come away with, like, a fucking pitchfork and they're like, fuck yeah, pitchfork. Why would anyone throw away a pitchfork, right? And you can use a pitchfork. It's got uses. It's, It's definitely a tool, right? But like most of the rest of the fucking shit at at the tip is garbage. That's Fallout seventy six, a whole bunch of garbage with a couple of fucking decent bits and bobs. Copper wire, in the <laughs> some copper wiring. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, oh man, the, like there's other moment I had where, and I don't know if you've done this yet, but it was another event, and it was a food processing plant. And no, um, I didn't. I, didn't I get this. to this processing plant. And so, so events are like an area where other people can join in and help you. Um, and then if you all complete it, you'll get the reward, um, including XP. Um, and so this one, I was soloing and you get there and, uh, you have to pick up items within the food processing plant. It's a bunch of stock, like beef stock and vegetable stock. And, uh, they're scattered throughout the level. And as you're doing that, you're getting attacked by those little fucking blue robots that shoot laser beams at you and spin in the air. Um, I don't know. can't remember what they're called. But they come and attack you every once... Like, you see them at the start of the game. Literally, as you leave the vault, the blue little blue robots that spin and shoot... Nope. Where you get your gun when you leave the vault. I mean, where, where you get your gun. I found a gun in a fucking factory. You know when you leave the vault? Yeah. There's a gun when you leave the vault. Didn't see it. On the, it's like right in front of you. No. No. Nope. <laughs> no, I didn't see any blue robots. And then you walk I, down the stairs and there's blue robots. I jumped over a railing yeah. and <laughs> immediately started hopping down the hill. <laughs> You're doing well. You're doing well. <laughs> anyway, there's a bunch of these blue robots in this factory. Sure. Um, and they're trying to stop you from getting stock into this machine. So eventually you get all the stock. And there's like a countdown timer, like you've got 15 minutes left to do all this stuff before the event ends. Um, so you get all the stock in there, you start up the food dispenser, and then it starts up like, oh, you've got to defend um, the area like from attacks, and then suddenly rodents start coming in, 
and feral ghouls and whatnot. And so you'd start sure. defending the area. Um, <laughs> but like these fucking robots, like while I'm getting this stock, I there are robots coming, man. There's like six robots at a time coming. And then I'd kill them all. And then I'd be like, all right, I've got to get nine of these fucking stocks. I think it was 12 actually. And uh, they're, they weren't easy to find. They were like underneath fucking like tables and shit like you'd have to get down low and find them like up on right they're all over the place and eventually i found them all but it took me quite a while to find all of them at this stage i'm just like there are robots everywhere i've must have killed like fucking 60 robots maybe more um so i eventually get all the stock i fire up these machines and then like i'm doing wave-based defense now and yep. at one stage like the machine breaks down i need to go like repair some wiring somewhere so at least the this like event is not just doing the one thing and that's like it's getting me to do multiple things i'm not just shooting stuff i'm going repairing terminals and and whatnot um meanwhile my weapons are breaking because weapon degradation isn't that great yep um and i've killed 50 fucking blue robots and there's mole rats and ghouls and whatnot coming at me and uh, eventually I finish this this uh, this task and I get rewarded and whatnot and I, I leave and I start doing other missions. And like an hour later, I've uh, maybe two or, two or three hours later, I've done everything I need to like at the airport and, and finished all those bits and pieces and I need to go back down south to the bottom of the map and I start passing the food dispenser place and as I'm getting closer, I start hearing somebody talking because the game has um, proximity chat and it's always yep. on, which is another fucking mm. stupid thing. Oh, sorry, it's not. It's not always on. You can actually turn it off, but there's no push to talk. That's my problem. Yeah. Um, yep. So this guy, I can hear him in the food processing plant, and he's all I can hear him say is, "These fucking robots, they just keep coming." <laughs> and it's just him in there, and so I go in and I'm like, I help him for a little bit. Like I, he's clearly not doing well because there's only like a couple of minutes left. And as you get closer, you can see the, um, like their progress, like what they've done. Yeah. And he's, he's right. struggling on this, this thing. Cause I can see that he doesn't have any, like he's missing a bunch of food stock. So I come past and I, I start helping him out a little bit. And then once I get all the food, like stock into the dispenser, I, I'm like, I give him a wave and just leave. Like, cause I'm like, I'm not sticking around for this part of it again. Like I've done my due. But yeah, it's yeah. just funny that like I could hear him as I got closer having the same yeah. sort of problem with me as these fucking robots being like, there's too many of them. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's... Nice. Uh, I mean, there's some cool things in terms of the exploration and the missions. Like I'm I'm still enjoying the exploring part and like, oh, I'm in a new town. I'm going to go and see what this pharmacy is all about. And like, figure, like looking at the world building or the story sort of behind what has happened here. Like you go down in this building and there's like in the basement someone's been digging a hole and it leads to another house somewhere and you can see that they've been like stealing shit or something like that like there's a storytelling behind that sort of stuff that's really cool um so yeah i'm having fun like exploring the world and just seeing what is out there but that seems to be the only part of the game that i am enjoying like the playing it by myself and playing it as a fallout game and just exploring but there's all these different things that i can see design wise that i'd be like i'd change all this stuff and i think mm. i feel like i'd have a better experience at it yeah uh, and apart from the fact that it's it's like the buggiest game they've released so far on pc at least i don't know what it's like on console um 
I haven't played it and I'm, I haven't really been paying attention to what people are saying, but on PC, for me at least, it's been a nightmare. <laughs> Getting this thing. I, I've had like two crashes, two or three crashes, um, like just hard crashes. Um, so yeah. But like, I feel like it just maybe it just needed more time or something. Maybe another year just to polish a bunch of the bugs, make the gameplay a bit better. And it would have been a, an okay game, but at this stage, it's pretty average. They should have released this early access. Sure. Right? Early access and be upfront that they're willing to make major changes to the design. Because as it is, if this is the representation of the game, what they want Fallout 76 to be, I cannot imagine recommending it to anyone. I can Even recommend Fallout. it to Fallout fans. Everyone that no. I've seen that loves Fallout is hyped as shit about this game. Like the the Reddit threads are just, it's like they've got they're like playing a different game to me. Just get Fallout Four, and there's a there's a really good mod for Fallout Four where you just like build in the wasteland. Yeah, just but, do that. Like the guy that you were playing with, he's loving it. Josh. Yeah, he, yeah. He, like, he's a big Fallout nerd and he's enjoying it. Like, I, That's why I said I feel like people that like Fallout games, like hardcore Fallout fans, are going to really like it. But I can, there's so many issues there. Um, yeah, there's, there's, mass, like, there's massive, massive issues. And I feel like, yeah, saying, yeah, if you're a Fallout fan, you'll like it. I don't, I don't, think, it, I don't think it's helpful hmm. to them. I think... It's yeah. I don't know if if you like getting beaten up by a spouse, you'll love <laughs> getting beaten up by a spouse. Like, yeah, maybe. I, I fuck. Like, yeah, you have to overlook so much shit. Yeah, and there just doesn't. It's just half baked. Yeah, just make it doesn't make any sense. No. Yeah. Anyway. Um. Yeah, if you are a Fallout fan, don't get it, in my opinion. Get Fallout 4 and get... I can't remember what the mod is. I'll see if I can find it and I'll chuck a link in our Discord. But it's a really... It's basically what I feel like this is trying to be, but also this has uh, multiplayer. And seeing how I don't, don't think multiplayer actually adds anything to the fucking, like, experience, I have no idea why you wouldn't just play this mod. Yeah, on your own. Like you, you can sit in Discord with a mate, and you can both play the mod at the same time, doing independent things, and it'd be just as impactful as playing sure. with friends in Fallout seventy six. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, cool, cool. I'm sure Football we'll talk game. about it more then at some stage. We'll probably. I want to go back in. Uh, I want to finish at, at least like cap off the main path stuff really um like not the whole fucking main path <laughs> just the the I, i'm i don't know i think 30 percent of the way through the like starting core missions and then i got distracted and started doing whatever the fuck i wanted so yeah i want to at least finish that off and see if yeah, yeah see what it leads to but otherwise yeah i don't know it's 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 a hard one to get me to go back into though, because 
I mean, I could play a game that feels like it's underbaked and unfinished, or I could play one of the best fucking shooters I've played in a long fucking time, which is Battlefield Five, uh, which I am absolutely loving. Like I, it feels like, it feels like last year in PUBG to me again. Like. It's not, it's not, I, I'm under no fucking illusions. I do not think it's going to be as revolutionary. Um, but I am frequently playing it at lunch and accidentally playing for four hours. Like, playing it, being all like, yeah, I'll just stay for one more map. And then suddenly it's like <laughs> five o'clock and I'm like, <laughs> wow, I have pissed away my fucking afternoon uh uh-huh. I would love to continue playing, but if I don't do some work, I am going to not sleep at all. So, yeah, like, it's, it's fucking awesome. I cannot believe how much I think they've nailed this, like, launch. Um, no, actually, launch is not the correct word. <laughs> Because no, no. they have fucked up this launch. <laughs> uh, some people have it now. Some people have it for three hours now. You have it for fucking like half a week or something. I think uh, you can only play when the moon is in this phase. <laughs> yeah. uh, like the launch of this has been nothing but a fucking train wreck. But uh, yeah. As a game, uh, it is probably the best I've seen a Battlefield come out as a game um, in a long fucking time. In maybe even since two, mm. uh, like because yeah, I love every map. Like there isn't a map that I hate, um, and I and I'm like trying to think about what made me hate the two maps that I hated on on one, which was Sewers and Sinai. It's all so cool. Uh, yeah, like, they, they fucking, they did it correct, right? Like, they, they laid that shit out correctly. Yeah. The ones we didn't um, like were either, like, overbalanced, the straight like, line. straight lines, yeah. Yeah, or Sinai, I guess, is, uh, is technically a straight line plus G down here, off in fucking... Western Australia where nobody gives a fuck about it. Like, points. Utterly pointless. Uh, I hate those maps. Uh, yeah, these ones, they're not like that. Yeah, they're they're properly laid out. Um, and they, like, they're, they're good as well. Like, the fucking... I think the, the one I'm probably most tired of, like, uh, because I think the way the map rotation works, you tend, when a new server kicks off, you will tend to play it a lot. Uh, is Fjell, which is the mountain map. And I only tire that one because uh, it is a fucking pilot's wet dream. They have a fucking field day on their map. Yeah. And uh, there's there's just not enough. There's not enough opportunity to take them down because, like, well, there's you mountains. You can't spawn in a tank. Yeah. yeah. You can't spawn in a tank, so you can't get the fucking AA tank in. So your only options are AA emplacements and... By now, every pilot knows exactly where those are and they bomb the fuck out of them every single time they fly past. So you just get sort of fucking bone zoned if you're trying to take them down. You just have to sort of avoid them. Mm. 
And, uh, so that sort of, that sucks a bit. But, like, even that map is fucking amazing. Every time you fire a gun in that map, it echoes like nothing else. It sounds fucking spectacular. It is, the sound, I, I think Nate said it in his, maybe his Ozgames review, maybe his piece for Red Bull for me. Right. Uh, but, like, like, I agree with him. I do not know how they somehow make the sound better every single Battlefield game. There is no game that compares in terms of sound. Red Dead is probably the closest that I've experienced in recent memory. Uh, Like, there are moments where the sound in Red Dead is just spectacular. Uh, And Battlefield is, is constantly amazing sound that like sort of that momentary delay when you see the fucking v1 like in that video where i'm uh when where they shoot a v1 directly at me and i'm a couple of hundred meters away from another v1 landing and so you see it land and then there's a microsecond before you actually hear the sound of it like they model that fucking explosion shit like that like just fucking amazing so yeah, Fiel in particular is that that sound, the echoing of the mountains, beautiful, absolutely beautiful. Um, but yeah, there's apart from not knowing how to deal with pilots when you don't have an AA tank available, yeah, like <laughs> there's there's nothing that I don't like about it. Like it's just it's so well done. There are tiny quality of life improvements that they could do. But otherwise, I think it's spectacular. Um, yeah, it's it's yeah the best fucking like at launch version of Battlefield. I think since Battlefield Two, like it just come out of the gates really fucking strong. Great maps, uh, and and like the the other thing is like there's more stuff coming. They've got more maps coming, and they've committed to that shit in a way that they haven't been before, which I think is really good. Hmm. I don't know. Uh, yeah. What do you think so far? Because you've played a little bit less yeah. than me. I've got, what, 30 hours already on record? So uh, What am I, like level 15 or something? Around there? Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'll talk about negatives. Um, sure. For whatever reason, and I don't know why, the, the second or third time I booted it up, mm. it, uh, I was getting like three frames. Um, yeah. And it turned out that DirectX 12 had switched on for some reason. Oh, right, yeah. And, like, I don't know why why it happened, but I was talking to, like, through it with Nate, and he's like, check DirectX 12 if that's running. And it was running, and as soon as I switched off, I had to obviously restart the game. And yeah. it started working again. Um, so I don't know what was going on. I've had, like, a couple of crashes. Um, I don't like the menus. I think the UI is terrible, the menu system they've got it's um it's still not great like having it's a bit slow like i just i think it's bad like going outside of the game when you get unlocks to oh that's annoying as fuck yeah so no, like, that's one of the quality of life things that i think they could absolutely improve yeah like here's all the shit you've unlocked for this gun uh skins and new reticles and all this stuff and it's like but you actually have to leave the game and fuck that because trying to get back into the game You'll be sitting there for half an hour while you're waiting for the queue to fill up, or for a queue to free, free up. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't get why it's not 
like why can't you do that in the game why can't i be like oh i want to touch this new thing that i got or whatever it's so dumb um so that's yeah. bad the uh i think the i haven't played the single player but i still think the single player is pretty average or uh, maybe below average even uh, it wasn't it didn't blow me away at the the preview event that i played it um uh, yeah I, I played through them i think one of them the the fucking jail guy the sas guy bad mission don't like the story uh i do like the gameplay but it is sort of far cry 5 light yeah right it feels like you're taking on an outpost and it's not quite as good as what far cry ever did but i, th- I think the other two stories are really good uh Tiralua and Nordlies. nord nordlies like, i think they're really good stories so and i think they're really well done like i think the voice acting is good so yeah yeah i dislike them um what else is there um i like that they have fixed the attrition stuff with the you know you don't have to spawn and support and just give everybody ammo i think it's better that everybody starts with ammo now um i disagree but i just didn't like it i i don't see why i have to spawn and give everyone ammo it was just dumb why hasn't everybody already got ammo at the start of the game um the i guess my other thing is like because they've lowered it to four players per squad it feels mm. like it's sort of like the 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 recon recon sniper right yeah yeah it seems like that for a team-based game that they're going for now like the sniper seems like detracted from what they they're trying to get players to do like stick with your team type of thing yep so that decision yeah. is weird if it was five people then maybe i could understand you either go I... with a sniper or a tank person and if you're not in tank maybe you can go sniper but with four i don't know it just seems like not enough because then you're just rolling around with three people I think you can get away with three people. I think if you've got one other person who's watching your back, me and Nate have 100% held points against multiple squads as just a gruesome twosome of a support and a medic. Uh, and I think you can do it. Um, I think three is fine. Uh, it sucks having a tank person, um, but it, it sucks harder having a recon. I think the biggest problem is that they have nerfed the combat recon, the, like, aggressive recon that uh, you guys used to play in Battlefield 1. Yeah, it's... Uh, it's like, it's just, you can't do it anymore, I think. Well, the guns that you know. start off with are just trash because they don't shoot fire stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like... Um, yeah, so you basically have to... You do have to sit back, and it's just... It's detrimental to your squad. Uh, the, like, other thing is that... Uh, it, yeah, it absolutely doesn't play into the into the squad play mechanic. It's that's probably my biggest criticism of the game is that they don't they don't want people to play as recon clearly because none of the game is based around supporting that play, but they also don't seem to have the nuts to just remove a class, and I don't understand why. Like, why is it still there if you don't want people to play as it, mm. you know? Like, I understand people jump in and they want their enemy at the gates situation, they want their enemy get at the gates scenario. It never fucking happens. Like, the times when you're counter-sniping are so few and far between. You are so much better off literally just punting cunts with your fucking MP40 as a medic. The, the moment I see a glint... 
like I will just shoot at them. I don't give a fuck. I know suppression is going to make it hard for them to actually plink me, so I don't give a fuck. I'll just shoot at them. I see the glints, I shoot at the glints, and then I get in cover. Mm. Easy fucking peasy. You still get beamed every time you don't see a fuck. You don't see the glint in time. Fine, whatever. But they're not contributing to their team, so they will inevitably lose. And that, to me, means that like the recon as a class is specifically not supposed to exist if they can't contribute to the win then why are they in the game they're just there to get kills right but why like and and if everything you do is built around getting people to be a part of the win Hmm. then why are they in the game like at like there is the fact that like uh they've gone back to like actual um like resource uh tickets based on like lives so losing a player and them not being revived will actually lose you a ticket. So you could argue that a recon has the facility to impact the team's score. Mm-hmm. But the, the utility uh, available to, to, to teams to stop that from being a problem is too great. Mm-hmm. You, get a, you get a medic with a smoke grenade and you get a support with the, uh, the crate, the ammo crate. And yeah it's over like they're not they're not making any impact you drop a smoke grenade between the sniper and the down player you get them back up easy peasy unless the sniper is specifically still watching the down player waiting for the medic to come over Hmm. and they pop them through the smoke but considering you don't get headshots uh, you don't get kills without headshots like it's just not gonna happen like I compare it to like the the counterplay, right? There's the, the, the counterplay. Well, no, recon isn't a counterplay for anyone. It seems like everyone is a counter to someone else, except for recon. Recon's not a counter to any particular strategy. Uh, like, there's no version of the game where being a recon is specifically going to help you. You go plane to bomb the fuck out of points and like stop caps from happening uh you go aa tank to stop planes from doing shit you go regular tank to kill aa tanks and to siege bust uh you go assault to kill tanks uh you go medic to get assaults back up you go support to resupply medics that's the circle of life right Mm. it all all seems to make sense right like all of that makes sense and then there's recon farting about on the back of the fucking on the edges of the map planking people where they can and not contributing at all and the thing is right i get why you would do it i get wanting to jump in and just like plink some like headshot bean some motherfuckers right i i get it Mm. but battlefield clearly doesn't want you to do it so why would you, why would you play this game? Why would you do that in this game? You know, yeah, it's, yeah. It's 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 such a it's an anomaly. It doesn't like it just feels like it doesn't belong, right? Like as a class, I think they can't get rid of it because there'd be an outcry. But they so blatantly, obviously, to me, don't want it to be a part of the game anymore. Mm. Yeah. You know. So, um, something I th- think is quite interesting is that they've gotten rid of the, um, 
behemoth like victory conditions or like the this team is losing quite significantly um so now we're going to give them a a blimp or a a giant tank or Mm. a giant boat to try and crawl back into this the the game um that that's been completely removed um what i find interesting is that a lot of the games i've played haven't seemed to be like there hasn't been a lot where it's like oh we just got fucking stomped like i've yeah. seen a lot of games we've lost within 10 tickets like a yeah, bunch right? and i don't i don't understand what they've done to balance that like how are they doing that well you look at you look at like situations where there was commonly uh, a behemoth spawn right because there wasn't always behemoth in no. battlefield one but you look at the situations where there was commonly a behemoth spawn and it was in like maps where it was very difficult to get to a couple of the cap points like Armion was i think you very regularly had a behemoth spawn uh the train and that was because you had to cross the train tracks to cap A and B, right? Or um, what was that? Montgrappa? Mont, Mont mm. Is that the one? Uh, like, you, there were a couple of, like, I think it was E and F, right? Were exceedingly difficult to get to. Uh, and so if one team could cap those bits, uh, cap those points, then they would hold like generally hold them mm. for a long enough period of time that the like entire balance of the game like it was irreversible they, they the other team was never going to come back from it and so the behemoth was a, ma- a way for them to sort of cheat their way out of that imbalance sure. of the map design and i think that doesn't exist in the map design in battlefield 5 because they actually did it properly Right. I don't. Know. That's that's my that's my operating theory. A lot of games. I've had like four games inside of five tickets. Yeah. That is staggering. Yeah, I've had a lot. Like I don't I don't think I can remember one inside of five tickets on Battlefield 1. I don't think I can remember a single one. Like never have I had a game that close and Battlefield 5 close games are almost the norm. Mm. Like couple of blowouts uh generally i notice i have blow I'm, I'm on a on a blowout losing team when i am playing solo and i'm just fucking about i've spent a couple of games lately trying to level up my aa tanks and if i'm doing that i'm not contributing at <laughs> all uh, i'm not even trying to contribute um and i think like you can tend to notice uh like yeah, there's just one team that has people contributing and one team that just doesn't. But if you have like a squad on each side, mm. you just need one squad. I think that's that's the other thing in Battlefield Fight. You just need one squad to be actively attempting to contribute to the win and it can significantly change the face of the game. And if you don't have any squad actively attempting to fucking help, then it will it will just be a lopsided shot fest sure yeah yeah, yeah. um yeah my only complaint good. with it is the uh the progression system really isn't explained from the start because um you you start off with guns and they're all unlocked from what we could tell um 
So each time you level up a weapon, it's like, oh, you get an ability. You can you can choose like a skill tree, and it's like, oh, you can put one in this area, or you know, to give yourself better recoil, um, or this one here will give you like a less spread on your your gun when you shoot at certain things. But they just don't do like a really great job of explaining like that's a thing you need to go and do because when we fired it up in the beta um like you had to go in and unlock all these different abilities and then when we fired it up in the full game i thought i had like a special like version of my review copy was like everything was unlocked yeah i thought uh i thought it had carried over from the beta or something i'm like what the fuck i don't remember unlocking any of this shit but yeah, no, that's just the initial starter weapon for each class. Yeah. It's, it's, it's supposed to be some sort of like taster of how the specialization system works, but they don't explain don't it tell you. even a little bit. Or, or they're not... What they could have done was been like, hey, here's five points. Go put them in the one you want as opposed to we put five in there for you. Because yeah. I looked at them and I was like, they're not the ones I want. Like, I want to do it... I want to do this one over here. Like, I want You got it nearly right, but I want to change yeah. one of them. Um, well, you can you can reset it for free. Yeah, you can reset it for any free. of the starter games, but uh, starter guns rather. But yeah, but it made me think it, I had a special odd. account. Like I was because oh, I got a press account. <laughs> everything's unlocked, and I was about to fucking yeah. light them up because at the same time, like that's not no, yeah, that's not cool. That's that's <laughs> off. Yeah, yeah, no, that wasn't. But yeah, um, but otherwise, yeah, the rest of the game I think is I think it's the best Battlefield that I've played in a while. I think I said this last time we played Battlefield. Um, when I, when this one came out and I was surprised at how different it was from the last one but at the same time it's still Battlefield yeah I, I think what I was, it was surprised about is how different the weapons felt um, mm. because like you've got uh, hollow sights and things like that now and I think yeah. that makes a huge difference because I used quite a lot of I mean there were hollow sights in Battlefield 1 but they weren't yeah. they, they weren't great they took up a lot of the screen as well um, yeah which is, I guess, why I started to shift towards Recon towards the end of Battlefield 1, like when we were playing that the last right. couple of months, because I could just ping people really quickly with this gun and kill them quite quickly. Um, yeah. Or I'd change weapons to stuff with hollow sights as opposed to, for probably half, maybe 60% of the time I played Battlefield, I'd play Assault and just use Iron Sights the entire time. Yeah, And you don't have to use Iron Sights in this game because everything's got yeah. hollow and it's so much easier. Like, I... I'm just fucking destroying people everywhere. Yeah, me too. It's so easy. Um, It's good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I really, really, really like the squad play. I think it is such a fucking good move. Um, Like, I think they've nailed that balance. Uh, You absolutely can get away with just, like, three people. Like, take an assault so that you can take on tanks... And the fourth person can be whatever the fuck they want. I would prefer if they were another support or another medic, but they can be a second assault and you guys can go fuck, like you can go on a tank killing party. And that's awesome. Uh, they can be a tank driver and you can pretend like they don't exist. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I just, I just, they've fucking killed it with it. Yeah. Um, the building stuff is. I think that's the only thing the only the main reason I don't like uh, starting with all the ammo is because it makes 
building seem pointless, almost pointless. There are a couple of instances where building is super helpful, but otherwise, yeah, it just feels like, why the fuck would I build? Uh, I don't really need to. All, all I'm really going to do is eventually help out the other team. You know, I think yeah, uh, that's the thing you've got to worry about is should I be building now or yeah, do I just leave it? Is it on is it on my side of the map or yeah? Which is generally like if it's on our side of the map, then yeah, I'll do it. But otherwise, like if if we're standing around capping a point, then might as well do something else. Yeah. Yeah, and also um, like when you get to those situations where you're in the middle points, and all of a sudden, like, oh, the house I'm in that used to be here is now fucking gone. But yeah. instead, you can now build sandbags around, and at least you've got yeah. cover. Um, yeah, so like those situations good. are good. I like I like high caliber bullet penetration. You notice that shit? If you've got a fucking MG thirty four, you can shoot through sandbags. That's terrifying. That's utterly terrifying. Or maybe it's the MG. 42 i don't know one, one of the one of the fucking support machine guns mm. punts through sandbags like they like they don't exist yeah it's scary as fuck oh, i shoot through a lot uh, of walls like yeah, with because yeah. i'm i play support and i'm just yeah. like oh you ran behind a wall well it's too bad that starting support gun is going to be nerfed i think it'll be nerfed this fucking like this week or something like it has to be nerfed. It's crazy. That gun's fucking bananas. Yeah, that's, that's I all I rip shit up. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I might use the level 20 support yeah. gun. but Because that's what we were otherwise. using here in the beta, right? The um, the one with the top-loaded... Is it top-loaded? Yeah. I think side top. Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah. But that thing yeah, was but, that thing was nuts, and then that's been nerfed. I looked at the stats, and it's like trash at close range. They fucked up the hip fire. Yeah, the hip fire is bullshit. It's pointless. Yeah. It's garbage. So now I'm just using the gun and gone because I looked at it. I'm like, yeah, I'm wrecking people with it. Might as well just stick with this. It rips. It rips. For medics, I use MP40, uh, and I don't think I'll ever change. It's fucking amazing. I can almost outshoot I, um, an assault with it. So why the fuck not? Yeah. Um, salts I use. I'm actually trying all the different guns out. I don't really have a preference. Uh, I will default back to the Tommy gun, but yeah. And I haven't played a single second of Recon yet. So mm, I think I played for a little bit, but it was solo. Yeah. All I've played is I think support because that's what I was playing during the beta. Because nobody wanted to play support. Right. I came late yeah. in the beta and everyone was like, you need to play support. I was like, all right, fair enough. <laughs> Guess yeah. I'm playing a Get, support. Do you use the crate or the pouches? Because I know you don't like the crate, right? So I didn't like the crate during the beta because it didn't give you anything. Um, yeah. Now it gives you secondaries, but yeah. but that's only um, for certain classes. So for me, it's useless because all it gives me is a mine. <laughs> like an extra yep. mine and I'm like it's pretty good dude I'm like fuck that switch nah. switch your switch your mine to the bouncing Betty the anti-personnel mine I yeah but uh, do you know how many fucking you tanks can drop a- I blow up oh yeah I think totally. I blowed up more tanks in the last week than my entire lifetime in Battlefield 1 <laughs> um 
I get a tank you, kill all the time. Like I'll just run around on a yeah, road. You do. You get and I'm like, out of nowhere. I'm going to put him in like, here. Oh yeah, right. And like three minutes, five minutes later, a tank kill. I'm like, oh, yeah, cool. <laughs> I'm not like nowhere near them. <laughs> um, the good thing about the crate though is if you get the bouncing baddies, because uh, you start with one mine. Yeah. If you put the crate down, you can get a second. Yeah. And so you can put two of them down next to one another. And that actually kills people. Yeah. A single bouncing Betty, no kill. Two bouncing Bettys next to one another, insta kill. Uh, I've gotten a fuck ton of kills with bouncing Bettys. I've been lit up in the chat for my bouncing Bettys. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's pretty good. So, it's but, pr- but didn't they change funny. the way crates work where it used to be AOE with the crates? Like you would resupply people in that area? Is that not how it used to work? I don't think so. Right. Maybe that's BF1. No, that's what I'm talking about. Battlefield 1. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's like you put a crate down and people in a area. Everything, everything in Battlefield Five is more meticulous. Yeah, so it's more like deliberate, right? So now yeah. you have to actually, if I put a crate down, you need to go and interact with it to pick up ammo. And I'm, I'm like, the, the our play style doesn't really fit that too well because what I do yeah. is, one, someone will be out in front, like because I'm support, I'm not out in front, so yeah. I'm supposed to be at back or you know two or three people behind and so while people are running i'm throwing ammo patches at them. i'm constantly fucking throwing i've got a bounce in my um mouse now like it's on my mouse so i don't have to move my finger away from right to press three i can just fucking keep throwing ammo um and so we're we're always moving and so i'm always throwing ammo whereas if i put a crate down it's like all of a sudden, our memento stops. Um, sorry, our momentum stops, and we've got to just call it out. I mean, it's not. It's, we're only always running because we're on our way to somewhere else. Yeah. Right. But... So it's only two hundred meters before we get to the next spot where we're stopping for. I don't think you understand period. how much ammo I throw. Like I am throwing ammo all the time. <laughs> I am getting so like every time we're in fights, I'm standing and I can't see someone. I'm just ammo. I'm just standing there throwing ammo down. For me, <laughs> I think the pouches are way better if like you're trying to keep everyone apart from your squad up. But if you only give a fuck about your squad, box all the way, man. Crate all the way, I reckon. We'll see. The squad, Maybe I'll swap for a little while. It's just, it's too good having a fucking, the extra utility. It's like the extra fucking smoke grenade is fucking perfect. Or being able to replenish your smoke grenade it's fucking amazing. I wish you could do your real grenade. That'd be good. The other thing is that when I was playing it, it kept being like, oh no, you can't put your crate down here. You can't put your crate down here. And I'd be like, all right, well, now I'm trying to find a fucking spot where I can put my crate down. And that was a bit annoying. Um, so yeah, maybe I'll swap for a little while, see how I go. But otherwise, I'm quite enjoying just playing solo support and just throwing ammo at everyone. I'm up to like level five mastery on the ke7 the support but yeah i think i'm past the, that i got like the gold all the gold oh yeah, stuff. like halfway through the gold gold tree on that bad boy um yeah it's good hmm. i love the gun it's definitely going to be nerfed yeah yeah and then i'll stop playing support <laughs> I'll, go, <laughs> and I'll go to assault i'll find the next broken gun <laughs> yeah because like uh, that's surprising because i was primarily assault in in our battlefield one team and yeah. then like towards the end is when i switched to recon yeah for, for bits and pieces when that because that gun came out that 
the guys are like, yeah, this one's pretty broken. So I'm all right. I'll use that. Um, but yeah, I haven't played assault yeah. at all, which is interesting. Uh, but a lot of yeah. tank kills still, which is surprising for me, because yeah, I'm using mines, and I, so I just run up to tanks sometimes, and I'll oh. just stand on them and put them on top of them. Nate worked out you can fucking impact grenade mines, and the explosion is stupid. Oh, you just it shoot is, them. You can't, yeah, you can shoot them, but if you impact grenade them, the explosion seems like it's like fucking tripled or something. I don't know what the fuck it is, but you fuck shit up. It's amazing. Yeah. It's the best. Right. It's fantastic. Yeah. Cool. Mm. All right. Well, I'm sure we'll talk about that more, unless there's anything else you want to say. Do you remember that time where you were like, we should bomb A, and I was like, no, we should bomb B, and then we bombed B and got a lot of points? I do not. Uh, I have no idea what you're talking about. There's a video of it. My my instincts are flawless. (laughs) Flawless. Flawless. Actually, I got a bunch of Twitter videos. I made it to the top of the Battlefield subreddit. Oh, nice. With one of my videos. uh, Which one? Where The one where they called the V1 on me. I was sitting in an AA gun... Uh, AA tank basically an entire round just trying to level the fucking thing up and I punted so many planes that at one point the other team stopped spawning into planes like for two minutes two solid minutes there was just no enemy planes and so our planes had free fucking run on bombing the fuck out of this fucking map like nobody was there to stop them Mm. Uh, and until they sent like a tank specifically to come get me it blew me up and then their plane started up again and so i jumped back into the aa tank and uh went back to to work and uh eventually they they called in the v1 rocket which is the requisition points thing and uh they called it directly in on me and i sat there trying to shoot it down from the air because i figured that would be cool uh if you could but as far as i can tell you cannot and then I realized that they called it in on me. And so I'm like, well, I guess they've earned this one. Fuck it. We'll just let it happen. Yeah. So I got exploded. But I could, I probably could have driven away. If I'd like. Because I did work out that it was coming for me pretty early. I was pretty committed to trying to shoot it down. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. And there was another good one. The other good one was where I was hiding in those fucking bushes. That was fucking amazing. Did you see that? Did you see that one? Um, I feel like I have. Did you put it on Twitter yeah. or something? Yeah. 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 Spectacular. Yeah. As so, as usual, whenever I try to clip something, Shadowplay has been like, nah, mate, you're right. Oh. That's, Either it's not that's on or like my last one is fucking flashing. It's like the game's got epilepsy or something. It's just like a disco. I don't know what that is. Rough. And that was our our rocket that we nuked like everybody that's good anyway i'm sure we'll talk Um, about that more um next week uh, yeah 100 percent. yeah all right some news um there's a lot to talk about this week (laughs) news again there's a bunch there's a bunch uh let's start off with microsoft announced they're acquiring two more studios so might remember from e3 they came out and uh announced quite a, a a lot of studios have acquired um i guess this is in like Retaliation? No, that's not the right word. Um, to sort of like them not putting out a lot of first-party games this generation yep. and gearing yep. up till next-gen. Like we know they're working on a next-gen console. They've, they, yep. they've talked about it. 
probably see something in the next two years, two, three years. And uh, yeah, they don't want the same mistake that they had happen with this generation where they just got slaughtered by Sony, Sony's first party lineup. So they, yeah, yeah. Th- they announced another two studios, Obsidian, who um, they made games like Fallout New Vegas and yes. Knights of the Old Republic. Mm. Um, any other Should recent ones? I don't think so. Um, did they do Wasteland? Yeah, they did. No, that was in Exile. Oh, right, yeah. Uh, they did a Kickstarter game, though, right? Um, I'm just trying to look through and see. Alpha Protocol. Um, this this like list is really not great. Tyr- Tyranny... Uh, oh, tyranny! Yeah, that's yeah, that's the one, the most recent one. Yeah, uh, pillars of eternity. Which oh yeah, actually that would be more recent, I think. Um, which is their most recent game? Yeah, yeah. Which uh, reviewed pretty well. Hmm. Yep. So Obsidian yeah. is there. Second game is in Exile Entertainment, who is um, yeah, Wasteland right. Two or Wasteland Three, <laughs> the Wasteland series. Wasteland Two. Um, it's interesting uh, that they've gone for very hardcore RPG, RPG makers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that's yeah, that's an interesting development because if they're gearing up for a console release, I don't really see how those studios play into that one hundred percent. No, you, that, that's looking at five years from now, maybe. Yeah, but, or, or maybe yeah. they've been working on something since. Maybe uh, yeah, a year or two ago, they only just announced it. I doubt I it. Though. it I it's like. exciting though. I'm I'm excited. They're both great studios, but we can see what they they come up with. I'm about it. Cool. Yeah, for What's sure. Next, uh, let's go with PUBG's coming to PlayStation Four in December. Cool. Fine. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, uh, people were pretty excited about this announcement because PUBG came out and said we're making a big announcement, and it was just that. Which people knew was coming anyway. Um, they didn't talk about the map or anything, so yeah, bit of a letdown. Cool. Um, after that, we've got uh, Rainbow Six Siege. Some new characters have been announced. Two new ones. Moroccan, right? Yep. Yep. Have you watched the videos? I watched one of them, and I was very confused. Okay, so the first one was. It looks like a. Uh, another trap hero a defender yeah from what i can tell um and he is able to put like electrical devices onto um reinforced walls but it looks like specifically hatches right is that what you got from it yeah i'm pretty sure it is yeah so it looks like a counter to looks like i I think i wrote in the chat our group chat like he looks like a a roof bandit (laughs) like so bandit can put electrical wire, um, batteries on reinforced walls to stop people from doing things on there. This guy yeah. looks like he's able to put them on the roof. But yeah, that just... Like now I'm confused because we we're just speculating at the moment. Like what does this person do? Why mm. Can they put them on walls or is it just specifically hatches? Um, in which case, if he could do them on walls, why not just use Bandit? Like does, there's been talk about Bandit getting a, like a, a change. So... I don't know. Um, 
yeah, I feel like it'd be interesting to just make this person be like the electrical one and maybe change Bandit a little bit. I think that'd be a cool way to go about it, but we'll see. Um, the second person is Nomad. Nomad. Um, and she is able to, from what I could tell, is an attacker. And it looks like, from the video, is able to place traps in the environment and it will... <laughs> like knock you know, people around or something trip? yeah like because you see them come flying out of the air so i yeah. don't know if it means they're getting knocked about like launched into the air or like a concussion thing yeah it's hard to tell from that video but i'm sure we'll it's on a gun that. right so that's pretty interesting um yeah I, don't, I really don't understand how it works either i don't know i don't really understand either of them to be honest yeah, and these uh, are teasers. They haven't explained anything yet. We'll, we'll get a full explanation, I guess, at some stage. Yeah. Isn't there a big tournament this weekend? Is that what's going on? Uh, it's not this weekend. It's free to play this weekend. All right. Cool. Maybe it's not. Yeah. Um, Dead Cells patch notes. Do you have these up? Um, yes. Uh, here it is. Fucking tons, version 1.1. Thanks, Racy, for pointing these out on our Discord. Uh, so they're adding a new custom game mode uh, where you can customize your runs the way you want, unlock and relock items, uh, enable special gameplay adjustments, change the rules. You do whatever you want in a run, which is pretty fucking sick. Uh, they're changing the cooldown mechanic, which is a bummer because it was my favorite mutation situation, but they're removing those mutations, adding four new ones so that... Now you can reduce cooldown by killing enemies, killing at distance, parrying, and by dealing crits. Uh, so, like changing up that sy system is pretty, like it's a good idea. I was just very used to uh, how it used to like how it previously worked. Bosses don't drop legendaries anymore, um, which I think is odd. Uh, only available as random world loots. Um, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, I feel like that ramps up the RNG of getting one pretty significantly. You were sort of always guaranteed one with the boss drop legendaries. Sure. So I, I don't know that I like this change necessarily. But apparently we were just getting too many of them. Just make it every second boss or something. I don't, I don't fucking know. Um, uh, there was another good one. I can't remember what the fuck it was. Um, time Doors. Nope, that wasn't it. Ah, oh, the mob auto-scaling mechanic has been removed completely. So it used to be the mobs would uh, scale to how powerful you are. But now every level has a fixed difficulty level that won't adapt to you, which means the further you get in, the more powerful they will become. So you will also need to become more powerful to keep up with them, which I think is an awesome change. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, but shit, shitloads of stuff, like crazy amounts of stuff. Um, yeah, staggering. Have a look, it's on our, our thing, on our Discord, if you want to have a look at all of them. Uh, this game, already amazing, keeps getting better. Really good. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Uh, possibly a Game of the Year nominee for some places. Definitely definitely a contender 
Um, cool. Yeah. Uh, next, next one we got up here is uh, some Bethesda news. Um, Starfield and Tez Six will not have a new engine. Well, they're not going to be using a new engine for that game. They're um, using the same engine. Yeah. As 2002's Morrowind. <laughs> Yeah, which will twenty year old engine. Tez six comes out. Yeah, will be twenty years old. Fair enough. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. There was a story on Kotaku that I was not a fan of, uh, that uh, argued that the way we think about engines is misleading. Uh, basically, it said that you know blaming Fallout seventy six's issues on the engine because you saw the bugs, the same bugs uh, across the seven different games. Uh, is incorrect because technically it's not the engine at fault. Uh, it's just the the code underlying the game, and that's not what the engine is. So it's basically an argument of semantics. Uh, like you know, at the oh here, that's um, actually well, actually that's not the engine. The engine consists of uh, yeah. It doesn't fucking matter. We define what words mean, and it's the fucking engine, and it's. It's fucked. It's got the same problems every single fucking game. So I look forward to uncapping my frame rate in Tez 6 and being able to... Fly. Uh, yeah, fly. <laughs> cool. Fly on a dragon. <laughs> um, yeah, All right, cool. What's next? Yeah, I guess we'll see. Um, this is big news that came out today. The Sony has pulled out of E3. It's huge. Yeah, it's, it's massive. It's a big deal. I mean, we've, uh, seen, we've seen studios like EA, Activision... Yep. Um, 2K pull out of, of E3 of last few years, but not a first party publisher or, no. or a first party platform holder. No. Um, who yeah. holds half of like one of the floors? Yeah, it's pretty big. Um, it that's it for E3, right? That's the death of the E3. Well, not next year. Maybe maybe, uh, maybe the year after. Why not next year? Well, because Microsoft has announced they're still going, and I'm sure there's a lot of other people that are still going. Like it's still gonna be busy. I don't I don't know, man. It just it feels like. I mean, certainly not. I can't imagine that it's worth you flying over, right? Yeah, I mean, the thing was they didn't have a big presence anyway. Sony this this year that just went. Um, yeah, like. I mean, we saw their their E3 presentation and they had a, a small handful of games compared to what they've shown in the past. Sure. Um, their presentation was weird. And maybe this is just them having a tanny because like, a lot of us didn't like what they did with their presentation of it. Um, like, the sure. games they showed were good, but the way they handled it, like the, here's The Last of Us, now we're going to get all the media to move to another room. Like yeah. it was cool that they tried something like different and sort of thought about it out of the box, but they just didn't pull it off at all. Um, no. And then they they dragged everyone into this other room, and while they were doing that, they had this weird sort of like panel on the screen and talking about like other things that the media or the people at the event didn't get to see. And um, yeah, and then they started. Then they showed a bunch of games, which were cool, but at the end of the day, it was only a couple of games they showed. Like they didn't show as much as what. Microsoft's had or yeah yeah um so I, I think every year sort of Sony has come out and they've just smashed it every year and this is the first year where it was like yeah they had good stuff but there was definitely some missteps 
Um, yeah. And I guess, I mean, it's possible that maybe Microsoft comes out next year and does announce a new console. And yeah, for them, Sony, maybe that's their way of saying, well, we can't lose E3, we're not there. So fuck it, we're just not coming. <laughs> maybe? I don't know. <laughs> nah, it's not. I'm just being a dick. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. It's, I think it's a huge deal. I, I think it's an interesting step. I don't know yep. what happens to E3 from here on out. Yeah. Like, what yeah, is they, well, are they doing something? They've already said they're not doing some, something separate alongside of E3. So they're not doing the, the thing that Microsoft does where they hold, um, like, they, this year they did, like, LA Theater. The LA, I think it's LA Live. Whatever. They've got, like, a big room next door where Nintendo used to do all their stuff and they'd show off all their games there. Um and then you had like EA, which was off-site in a different location, showing off all their things. Like they're not doing that; they're just not going to be at E3. So, yeah, it's it's a big move from them. Are they going to have their own separate thing at another time of the year? Are they going all in on Gamescom, which is easily the biggest com- consumer um, yeah. gaming event around the world? Maybe the timing's better for them. I think they'll they'll have. I don't, I don't know. They're not their own thing. Yeah. Because they've done what? PlayStation... PlayStation Experience or something like that? Was, was that what it was called? Uh, yeah. It's where they used yeah. to show off all like, the uh, Vita stuff. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, maybe they're bringing that back and they'll do like their own... Their own expo or... Like their own uh, BlizzCon or... Who else does stuff like you know their own packs or something like that? Like the celebration of PlayStation games, or like what what EA is doing now, their their own thing, but they're not going to do it E three because it's too saturated. They'll do it elsewhere where they can just dominate a news cycle. Makes sense. Yeah. Still, yeah, I don't know. it's really strange, and I guess we'll find out what happens to E three. I think this year it'll be fine. Sorry, in 2019, unless we start seeing other people starting to pull out, um, it could be different. But 2020 could be 2020 could be interesting. Yeah, I, I think next year will be, yeah, not great. Like, does Fortnite just fill up half that hall now? Like, they had a big chunk this year, but who fills up that space? <laughs> Is no, it just going to yeah, be like energy drink? like booths yeah I hope so that's that's my dream yeah energy drink booths it's a good idea it's a good idea yeah um uh the Intel Extreme Masters is coming in 2019 to Sydney it is do we talk we haven't talked about this yet have we no we couldn't have it was announced on Monday it was announced um, on Monday yeah May 3 and 5 yeah it's a Five again, three days, sixteen teams, uh, two hundred fifty thousand dollar prize pool. There will be show match stuff again, side matches, stuff like that. Um, yeah, it's I'm I'm excited. It's going to be huge. It's also now that I live over this side of the city, not as big a fucking cunt to get to. Uh, so yeah, I'm pumped. I loved it this year. I think it's going to be awesome next year. I uh, spoke to. Nick Vanzetti, who's now the senior vice president of ESL Asia Pacific and Japan or something. 
I don't know, he used to be the managing director of ESL Australia, but he got a promotion. Uh, sure. I spoke to him about it and got a bunch of extra details. Uh, it's pretty good. Like, most notable, I'd say, was probably that it seems like he's trying to organize to do an event in Brisbane and maybe in New Zealand. Cool. Uh, not on IEM, but like something. Uh, and the other thing I thought was uh, interesting out of it um, was now I blanked on it. Fuck. <laughs> she. There was another interesting thing. I don't know. Go look at it. Um, oh yeah, they're going to work on doing more Counter Strike tournaments. Like in Australia, apparently they're not doing enough already, which is interesting because they got IEM and they've got their. ESL Australia New Zealand stuff so feels like they're doing quite a bit but apparently they're going for more so that's pretty cool um, have a look at have a read of the interview on Red Bull that's about it I don't know any, any thoughts are you going to go I'm sure I'll pop down at some stage yeah um, yeah we'll see it is on the other side of the city for you so it it's is still, it's, still a cunt to get to yeah it's like three trains or something something stupid yeah ludicrous yeah Alright. Cool. All right. Um uh, the last one we've got here is the uh the game awards um are happening uh end of the year. Um right. and the nominees have been announced. So the game awards are we talk about it every year. It's a collection of uh media outlets from around the world who nominate their favorite games of the year and uh, across a range of categories. Um and then uh it looks like this year they'll and last year there was public voting as well. Uh, along with uh, media also doing like final yep. voting and then yep. all those come together and they do a big um, presentation at the end of the year um, it's sort of like one of the only big official sort of like the, one of the big all like a bunch of media outlets from around the world get together and vote on something like the, the game of the year around the world um, like you've yeah. got you've got like developed game developer awards and things like that um, but they're developers and this is like the the I guess the media one. Um, I think there are three, three or four outlets in Australia um, that vote for it. So yeah, I had a part in this one this year. So Survivor voted. Um, I know you've voted in the past, right, for things like Oz Gamers and helped out. Uh, yeah, and and I think like it's it's a good uh, system. Like I, I don't know, I never really get into the shows i get into it for the memes more than anything but i uh yeah the shit robot <laughs> yeah yeah um but like yeah i don't know there's a, there's an air of prestige uh to it that i is sometimes undercut by the commercialism but i don't think sure. anyone at the end of the day um like thinks of it as anything other than what it actually is yeah i mean they need to make money somewhere right they need to make money yeah so i think people can dig it yeah uh i have put my votes in in the community section already i voted for dota in everything esports related (laughs) right og is team of the year dota is game uh, esports game of the year Uh, um international is tournament of the year yeah okay Oh, um, no, I think I might have put a counter-strike for Game of the Year. I'm not sure. Right. Uh, do you want to quickly but run yeah, through nice. some of these big categories? Sure. Um, do yourself a big one. Game of the Year. Uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. That was a weird one. I'm not sure. Um, Celeste. Haven't played it, but I feel like that was a weird one to put in there as well. Have you played it? 
Uh, yeah, it's good. It's, it's good. Is it better than Dead Cells though? No, that's why it's weird. What I put in there? Um, yeah. God of War, Marvel's Spider Man, Monster Hunter World. I think that was a mistake. That one. Um, and Red Dead Redemption Two. We gotta get some hate. Obvious, for that, obvious winner for that uh, Monster Hunter comment. Um, yeah. Anyway, I agree with you. Best, best ongoing game. We've got Destiny 2 Forsaken. I think that was Steve Wright <laughs> that got that one in there. Um, Fortnite is in there. That's, yep, that's acceptable. No Man's Sky Obviously. is in there. That was a mistake. Um, Overwatch yeah. is in there. And the winner of this category is Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege, which is... Um... <laughs> oh, that's, that's, that's one... <laughs> Yeah, one option, I guess. I don't know. Not, I, I don't know. Fuck it. I'll just say it. Yeah, I voted for that one. Um, I put that down there. Fortnite's going to destroy it. I don't see how you could think of it anything like anything else beating Fortnite. Fortnite yeah. will win in any category it's in. Yeah, I put. I think I put Fortnite and um, and Rainbow Six Siege in there. Um, this was an interesting category. Best... Oh, no, it wasn't this one. Sorry, my bad. I just saw a picture. I was like, no. Nah. Uh, best Game Direction, A Way Out. Detroit Become Human, God of War, Marvel Spider-Man, Red Dead Redemption 2. We've got uh, Best Narrative, Detroit Become Human, <laughs> God of War, Life is Strange 2, Episode 1, Marvel Spider-Man, Red Dead Redemption 2. <laughs> Best okay. Art Direction, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, God of War, uh, Octopath Traveler, haven't played it, uh, Red Dead Redemption 2, and return of the Obradin. Obradin, yeah, that's that. Uh, that's a game from the dude who made Papers, Please. Oh, really? Yeah, I might have to check that out. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then there's like best score. Uh, Red Dead's gonna win all of these categories, right? <laughs> yeah, best audio design presented by Dolby, Call of Duty Black Ops Four, um, Forza Horizon what? Four, God of War, Marvel Spider Man, Red Dead Redemption, best Did Battlefield not in it. Battlefield's not in that. Battlefield's not allowed to be nominated. Um, it comes out too late. The cutoff... That's fucking bananas. Battlefront should have been. The only thing that game did... Yeah, Battlefront should have been in the... Like, that's the literally the only thing that they did correct was the fucking sound in that game. It was perfect. But I guess everyone forgot about it. I don't fucking know. Ridiculous. Was Red it not Devil voted win. last year? What, Battlefront? Yeah. Would it not have missed the cutoff? Last year. I think it made it in. Oh, yeah, because it came out earlier. I feel right, like it delayed made it. it. Idiots. Yeah. So the cutoff Idiots. this year was... Um, I don't know the exact date. I think it was the 14th. Right. Or maybe the 10th. I can check really quickly, but it was... Um, yeah, it was definitely not out. I think it's for public consumption. It needs to be out at a certain time. And uh, it missed the missed the cutoff for that. So... Right. Yeah. Right, yeah. Um... Yeah, this next one is... I've lost the page. Uh, best performance. Um, Brian Deckard as Connor from Detroit Become Human. Christopher Judge as Kratos for God of War. Uh, Melissa... Melissa Anthe as Cassandra in Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Roger Clark as Arthur Morgan in Red Dead Redemption 2. And Yuri as Peter Parker in Marvel's Spider-Man. Um, this is a category that I... Uh, I was close. I, I didn't put Assassin's Creed Odyssey down or Detroit Become Human. When I saw Detroit Become Human, I was like, okay, 
that's probably one that I forgot about because um, I thought he was probably the best part of that game. Him and um, hit the cop. Yeah, I can't remember. Um, yeah, hands down, if they would have made a game about them two, probably yeah, 100%. probably would have been a pretty freaking great game. But well, would have been better than what it was, one hundred percent. Yeah, than what it was. Um, the the two that I uh, the one that I'm disappointed is not in there is I put in um, Atreus for God of War. Oh yeah, yeah. And um, and the other person I put in for my other pick was because yeah, it's a submit five. So my two that were missing um, was uh, or maybe it was three that were missing. Uh, John Marston in Red Dead Redemption 2 and also uh, Dutch I think was my other Dutch. one Dutch 100% I don't know about John Marston uh, necessarily sorry Dutch yep you're right it was it was Dutch and and Arthur that I put in for the two yeah I'm looking yeah. at my thing now is I mean Dutch Dutch's performance is fucking amazing like the way he's able to capture the, her confidence in that man is spectacular. I, th- I think I said it already. Like Far Cry Five is a game about a cult, like specifically about cults. But Dutch Vanderlind is a better cult leader than anyone in Far Cry Five. Yeah, and it's all that performance. He is amazing. That's fucking awesome. He should have been. Yeah, it's it's a travesty that he's not in it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, so I put two Red Deads in, God of War, Spider-Man, and God of War. God of War. Sorry, two God of Wars as well. Right, so that yeah. was my five. Yeah, and Boy should have uh, made the cut as well. I thought it was quite good. I think it's going to be a toss-up between Arthur Morgan and and Christopher Judge. Yeah, yeah. I reckon Christopher Judge will probably take it. Yeah, I think he might to take it. To be honest. Um, um, yeah. Like, I like the Peter Parker stuff, but... Yeah it's I don't think it's on anywhere near yeah anyway um, there's some games for impact games here I didn't play any of them I think we'll just give that best independent game um, Celeste Dead Cells Into the Breach Return again and The Messenger Dead Cells uh, yeah I think that's going to be a tough one I think there's a three way tie there uh, Celeste Dead Cells Into the Breach I think Into the Breach could be a sleeper a lot of people really like that game they were all wrong. Yeah, they were all. Uh, best mobile game, whatever. Best VR game is here. Um, best action game, Call of Duty, Dead Cells, Destiny 2, Far Cry 5 made the list for whatever reason. Oh, yeah, cool. Mega Man 5. Uh, best action game is, sorry, action adventure game is Assassin's Creed, God of War, Marvel Spider Man, Red Dead Redemption 2, and Shadow of the Tomb Raider for whatever reason. Best RPG. Dragon Quest Eleven, Monster Hunter World, Neo Kuni Two, Octopath, and Pillars of Eternity Two, which is what we talked about before. Yeah. Uh, there's best fighting category. There's best family game category. There is a best strategy game category. I didn't vote for any strategy games this year. Um, right. Best sports and racing. They've combined them. That's I think that's what we do at our awards now. It sure is. Um, They're copying us. Yeah, there's a bunch of games in there. Best multiplayer game. Call of Duty Black Ops 4. Destiny 2. I think all these Destiny 2 stuff is Steve Wright. He must have just voted 10 times. Um, <laughs> Fortnite is in here. Monster Hunter World is in here. And Sea of Thieves is in here. I 
let me check. I think I put Sea of Thieves down as well. Uh, I can't even. Um, which which category was this? Best multiplayer. Multiplayer. Sea of Thieves. You put Sea of Thieves down. Fucking hell. Oh, I didn't vote in this one. <laughs> Oops. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, no, I didn't. Fortnite wins. I don't know. Oh, yeah. It doesn't matter. I maybe fucked up. I don't think up. it matters. Yeah. Fortnite's going to win. Yeah, I think Fortnite wins that. Yep, easy. Yeah. There's a best student game category, which is interesting. Best debut indie game is here as well. Um, best esports game, which you talked about before. Counter-Strike Go, Dota 2, Fortnite, League of Legends, and Overwatch. Yeah, I'm biased. Yep. I think Dota 2 still does the best one. I, again, could go anywhere. I mean, at one stage, these were all um, not community voted. So you would see like Overwatch win and you're like, no. <laughs> yeah. why but I still think it's it's going to be weighted so it's hard it's hard to tell where that one where that one could go best esports player presented by HP we got Sonic Fox Tadik uh Tokido I'm not sure yeah looks like Tukido. a league no he's a he's, street fighter he's got, he's got a thing in his hand so he's got a deck in his hand Uzi uh Simple and I think I voted for simple. Yeah, I don't know any of these people. Sonic Fox is the furry to do one smash at Evo. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how. Yeah, I don't know any of these guys. Uh, best esports team, Australis. That looks like the Counter Strike team. Yep. Yeah, Cloud Nine. League of Legends team. Oh, it says here League of Legends. Never mind. I'm like looking at the pictures, the faces being like, what do I think these people are? But it says there, okay, <laughs> Fnatic is League of Legends. London Spitfire is Overwatch. And OG obviously is uh, Dota 2. I think they should win, right? Fucking why They not? should, yes. Absolutely. They Like, just the storyline. If it doesn't win, I'm going to be so fucking salty. Oh, man. I'm going to be so salty. Anyway, yeah. yeah. Um, and then you've got a uh, best esports coach, which is which is cool. Um, best esports event, a lot of esports categories. They they didn't um, mm. ask us to vote for any of these. They had a separate um, panel, I guess, putting all okay. these ones in. Um, but okay. you got some some good events in there. Um, best esports host, a lot of familiar faces like Machine, uh, Red Eyes in there. People that that I've watched in a lot of my tournaments. Um, best esports moments is here. Uh, OG's massive upset over LGD. You got Sonic Fox, and then this one here is content creator of the year. Doctor Lupo, Myth, Ninja, Pokemon, and Willy Rex. <laughs> uh, so when we were given this, it was not best content creator sorry was it? It, it was content creator of the year but it was recognizing a streamer influencer or media member oh none of these okay. these are all content creators yeah like flat out streamers streamers yeah yeah um okay i don't know half of them uh the ones i put down were I don't know, kind of biased. Uh, I put down Shroud. I think Shroud does awesome stuff. I did put down Ninja because uh, I think he's 
done a lot of good um, for for gaming in the last year. I uh, put down Danny O'Dwyer because yeah. I like watching his his videos. Um, yeah. So yeah, like there's some people there that like I put Danny down because I think he's more media background, uh, but there's definitely he's he's sort of a bridging yeah you know a bridge between the two yeah well he, yeah he I mean he's always been in media he's always done video um uh, yeah just some of these other people I don't know who they are which is weird because I then I don't know who voted for them. maybe they're region specific yeah I'm not, I don't know anyway I feel like Ninja takes this one like hands down like surely right 1000 that's how this one well, although there's the backlash is on against Ninja recently I don't know if you've noticed. It's it's very difficult for me to give a fuck, but uh, yeah, like they've uh, he tried to get some dude for stream sniping, and uh, people are like, "Oh, Ninja's super toxic." Yeah, whatever. Anyway, that's all the awards. Well, we skimmed over a couple, but I'm sure we'll go through them again when they announce them. Uh, it's yeah, it's usually good fun to watch. Um, I haven't submitted my final like voting yet I think I've got to do that soon but it'll be fun to go through and check out some of that stuff uh, obviously it's not like a a lot of this stuff is comes down to popularity voting as well like not everybody's played every game um, which is not the way I yeah. like to do game of the year stuff but that's the way the cookie crumbles as they say that's the news hmm. cool anything else you want to mention no Cool. Any questions that we can go through? We do have a question, yes. Do you want to check the email? You check the email, I'll read the question. Okay. Doctor writes, Hey, fellas. Uh, you write this on our Discord. You can ask us questions in our questions channel, and uh, we'll answer them on the podcast without having read them beforehand. Uh, and this one has a picture that I think we're supposed to look at, so this one might be a bit difficult. But uh, let's see how we go. Uh, Z Doctor writes... Hey, fellas, just a couple of curious questions. Where do you think the fine line is between entitlement and frustrated disappointment from a passionate community? I saw this picture, which is the picture I am talking about, uh, on Reddit a few days ago, and I thought it was pretty ridiculous some of the things these games journos are saying. I was pretty big into CODs 1 through 4 back in the day, and when Modern Warfare 2... PC fiasco happened with no dedicated servers, essentially destroying entire clan communities. From a passionate fan standpoint, it was utterly frustrating the disrespect the devs and publisher had for their fan base. Kind of like what's happened with Blizzard toward Diablo fans, but now with added games, media, social justice. In saying that, sometimes fans can go stupidly overboard with their outrage over some pretty minor things. Um, all right, so where do you think the fine line is between entitlement and frustrated disappointment from a passionate community? So this picture I'm looking at, and it appears to be um, a collage of tweets uh, calling out the guy who asked uh, whether or not the uh, whether or not Diablo Mobile was a joke. Uh, yeah, uh, some of them are going on rants. As far as I can tell, the biggest rant in the Lots is from a PR person, Will Powers, uh, who is pitching that people who are bashing mobile gaming are an offshoot of toxic masculinity. 
like Ed Offlin hating something that they've traditionally associated with a female audience, he, I, I remember seeing this at the time and I didn't respond because I didn't want to really get into a big old Twitter fight because these things never go that well. But uh, he said um, there was one in his, his like train of thought. Oh, he goes, he said, uh, painting broad strokes against an entire platform arbitrarily is toxic behavior, uh, which I thought was pretty, like, specifically ironic, seeing how he was painting broad strokes against an entire uh, group of people for not liking mobile games. I just thought that was uh, pretty hilariously ironic. Anyway, he's, I don't think he's a game journal. But yeah, there were some uh, there were some reactions, uh, some uh, dumb news stories. At the time, I wrote that there had to be some sort of middle ground between uh, thinking that asking a developer to his face for or not a, a game that they've worked on is a joke is a dick move because I do think it is a dick move uh, like that in particular I think you can be upset uh, and I think there are appropriate ways to, to go about it and I understand 100% that if you paid a bunch of money to go to BlizzCon and you found out that the, the Diablo announcement you were waiting for was a like knockoff mobile game I understand being annoyed and upset about it I just think there are much better ways than asking 4chan what you should ask uh and then lying to the question screener. Um, so I think there has to be a middle ground between that thinking, you know, there has to be some space where you can think that that's a dick move and also not uh, label everyone as entitled, uh, every person upset with it as entitled. Uh, because I don't think, well, first of all, I've said it a billion times, uh, some point, being entitled has has turned into this uh, ultra dirty word where nobody wants to be entitled, hmm. even though we are entitled to a lot of things. We're entitled to you know clean water or clean air or a bunch of other things. And if you've paid, let's say a hundred dollars for your Fallout multiplayer mod, then you are entitled to a certain level of like quality sure. uh, that you're just never going to get. But, uh, like, you know, the idea that being entitled is a flat-out bad thing is insane to me. But, um, like, it is, you know, very common to see people, yeah, run run out and, and call people entitled these days. I Like, I don't know, I don't, this collage is pretty weird. It's conflating, like, I don't really like these collages of tweets uh, because I feel like they try to, to... Like, it's an attempt to start, like, to sick a mob on a people. I always feel these collages are an attempt to really, like, target specific people. And so it's very easy to lump in the uh, insane ramblings of Mr. Will Powers with, you know, the offhanded uh, comments of uh, another person in this list who only has a single tweet or two tweets or whatever. And suddenly they're like labeled as just as bad as everyone else in the college. I'm not, I'm not saying that's what you said Z doctor. I know you said certain people, uh, but yeah, I think it's, it's a terrible way to get a point across. And I feel like it's always done in a ethically irresponsible way. 
in a way that is deliberately emotionally manipulative. That's what I feel about all of these collages all of the time. Anyway, stories that, that, you know, say anyone who doesn't like a game is an entitled baby or blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I don't think... I've I've never understood that to be helpful. Uh, I think I said it last week or two weeks ago that uh, I think that tapping in and uh, and exploiting the internet hate uh, mob for outraged clicks uh, is at times just as bad as being a part of the internet hate mob uh, because you are at some point like that that hate mob t- targets someone and it's not always the person who wrote the article, you know, that's, you know, that, that's, I guess, exactly what I'm saying about these collages is that the, it's, it's not a fucking sniper rifle. These things, are, it's a shotgun <laughs> and the pellets spread pretty fucking far and wide. And a lot of people get a cop a little, a lot of shit. Uh, so yeah, like, I think that the people writing stories, calling people entitled babies, are in some cases as bad uh, as n- the non-violent uh, elements of the internet hate mob that they're attempting to stoke the fires within. They're just as irresponsible. Just as sh- it's just as shitty an action. That's how I feel about that in particular. The fine line between entitlement and frustrated disappointment, I think, at the end of the day, comes down to whether you are like whether you have actually paid anything entitlement you are entitled to certain things if you have like you are entitled to a return on your investment uh so yeah i I don't think it is entitlement if you have investment um i think people misplace what their investment is and that's when it turns into entitlements with you know air quotes uh but yeah when the investment is real then you are entitled to certain things i just don't think that anyone is entitled to shit talk of dev to their face in front of you know thousands of other people i think that's i just think it's a a generally shitty thing to do funny but generally shitty (laughs) yeah thoughts luke I, I, uh, I can't see the image, so there you go. Dope. Because if I... If I uh, yeah. Oh, if you click on it, it's, it's going to... Yeah, and right, I, I tried yeah, to look at it on my phone. It's all pixelated and shit. I can't zoom in, so... Yeah. yeah fair I can see faces, but I can't yeah. see any text. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. I think we um, talked about it last week at length, so... And the week before. A little bit. Uh, okay. Another question. Also, what have been the standout high and low moments of you guys' game media careers over the years. Cheers for all the fantastic contents all these years. Luke, what's the high moment? Eric Johnson from Valve. Eric Johnson from Valve. Do you know who I emailed on the weekend, Job? Was it Eric Johnson from Valve? It was not. It was Doug Lombardi from Valve. I had, I went and got his, his business card and I was like, Actually, you know what? I'll email their media person. Um, oh, yeah. But I didn't get a response back. So you know who I'm going to email this weekend, Joe? <laughs> Motherfucking Eric Johnson from Val. Dear Eric, I was asked on the, my podcast this week 
what was one of the high moments? And I will tell you what. Burying that dead hooker out in the deserts at the back of Sydney was definitely one of the high moments. Eric Johnson, you pussy fiend. You are the, the best. Yeah, this did not happen. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, uh, I don't know, man. Yeah. Yeah, I guess... Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Like, there's a lot. It's hard to, to pinpoint one specific occasion. I mean, for us, I guess it's the, the access and meeting people in the industry. Yep. Um, yeah, just crazy things like that. I think over, like, over the entire time, um, a massive, what was supposed to be a 10-minute interview with Ken Levine that turned into, like, an hour-long talk, uh, a 4,000-word interview, um, like spectacular just a proper conversation with one of the greatest game developers like just i guess auteurs ever uh is definitely a highlight for me uh 100 yeah one of my high moments more recently um it's like in in the esports world i guess i like a kid uh trill got accepted onto the mv Team Envy um, contenders team in North America, which is one step away from like the Overwatch League. Uh, we published a story about him last week. Um, obviously, all the work was his. He did all the hard work. Uh, but I like to think that you know, in a little way, I managed. Like my goal with Red Bull Esports Australia has always been to sort of raise the profile of Aussie players so that more people know about them so they get more opportunities and I think in a way that that's what that's 100% what we've done and yeah that's so that's a more recent high moment uh low moments for me would be when a certain fuckhead uh specifically named me as a element of the Australian games industry that was uh what corrupt. ethically corrupt yeah. yeah uh didn't name anyone else named only me only and alluded to other people in the list and uh the i don't, I don't know that, that was yeah that was definitely a low man i mean fuck i couldn't get the game's mods to remove it for whatever reason uh apparently it wasn't witch hunty enough even though my name was out there and I got a bunch of fucked messages about it. So that was cool. Uh, yeah, that was, that was probably the low moment. I mean, that, that was, that was one of those moments where I'm like, what the fuck am I doing here? That's, this is fucked. Fuck all these pricks. How dare they? And the, like, what was worse was like, it was someone I'd specifically gone to bat for in a professional sense. So yeah, it was an extra dick punch and it was Fuck like this shit. thing about um i think the whole thing was surrounded by like because we're friends with people in the industry like yeah suddenly because people have the same hobby you can't talk to them <laughs> and that was yeah. his whole beef all well, his beef was that he was in the industry and ended up getting fired from his job and then was like yes. well i'm marrying out on my shit the best part about that whole story is that it turned out he ended up being like fucking like the a whole massive news article about him stealing all this like he was oh, yeah. he was stealing shit like the dude that was 
accusing people being corrupt was out there fucking stealing thousands of dollars literally robbing robbing people. people yeah yeah <laughs> that's fucking yeah nuts. yeah good work dude dickhead yeah. i haven't said ever i ever saw him in fucking Fuck life with. i'd knock him knock him out i'm um, still operating under the same principle as that if i ever see him in real life i'm gonna fucking deck him <laughs> yeah um yeah no yeah. i don't know i don't want any like low moments i've never one time you won a competition you went to a ufc event and everything's been downhill since then or <laughs> it's all been downhill yeah. <laughs> yeah it's all been downhill yeah i have lost so much money since that event <laughs> You do not understand, Joe. <laughs> yeah. You got know. a sick necklace. Oh, yeah. I, I got, no, I don't even know what that is anymore. <laughs> it's somewhere here. Yeah, no, like, I... I Yeah, I don't... I don't... I don't... I definitely don't make money off of this. Like, I, I get money, of mm-hmm. course, but I'm obviously... I'm fucking negative. The highlights to yep. me is, like, the... The meeting... Meeting everybody and getting to... Access to certain things and, like... You know, I, like I talked about last week, publishing an article with, uh, like I've got articles going out with Pete Hines, like interviewing Pete Hines yeah. for literally an hour this year. I've interviewed him for an hour in the last like three months. Yeah. Not not a lot of people get to do that. So that stuff is no. kind of cool. Um, you yeah, know, talking, meeting um, um, Miyazaki and Eric Johnson and Gabe Newell from Valve and getting crop dusted by cliffy b and like just just random like having shots with suda 51 um going to fucking um randy pitchford's house and seeing a magic (laughs) show just like random random off the chain shit that being being best friends with gq's sportsman of the year (laughs) sportsman of the year yeah robert whitaker yeah (laughs) yeah we get, yeah, to, get to do some cool stuff. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, I, I wouldn't trade it for anything. I, I the low doesn't even come close to comparing with the highs. Yeah, fuck that. Good question, Z Doctor. And that would be our podcast. All three Only hours. Three and, three and a half hours. hours. <laughs> yeah, cool. It's gonna be long. Um, we're just warming up to the end of the year when we do our like six hour show yeah well we still have to do a fucking spoiler show so for Red Dead yeah yeah yes we have to do it soon before I start forgetting stuff <laughs> I've already forgotten who's in it <laughs> <laughs> yeah alright should we wrap yeah. things up uh, you can find The Gap the GA podcast uh, under iTunes Android Windows Store if you search for one of those things it should come up um if you rate and review us, it helps other people find the show. You can also send us emails if you want to the old-fashioned way, thegapodcast at gmail.com if you have any questions, or you can find us on social media, facebook.com slash gapodcast, twitter.com slash gapodcast, or you can go to our YouTube page where you can watch us on video now, uh, which is youtube.com slash gapodcast. You can see uh, Job's sick necklace that he's wearing. It says finger looking good. Um, and then sometimes we do weird things like putting weird videos in the background but not this not this week it's too much effort we could do it we could do it more we're, like we could probably just record an hour of gameplay and chuck that in at some point I don't see why we couldn't I could do an hour of Battlefield oh then you'd have to send it to me no I uh, I could do it and we'd have to watch okay. you just sit in a fucking tank doing nothing going for like 2 and 13 no one wants to see that Fucking whatever, mate. I've got the good AA tank now. Sure yeah. Now I'm 4 and 13. Uh, Fuck off, dickhead. 
Fuck off. <laughs> no, you know, you can watch me, on the other hand, like go 23 and 0 and then oh. and then not be revived by my teammates because they're getting jealous of my score. <laughs> <laughs> we legit didn't revive him for a bit. We just let him bleed out and die so that his score wouldn't be that, his KD ratio wouldn't be that good. Uh, it was pretty despicable. It's dirty. It was pretty good, though. Yeah, it was dirty as fuck. Actually, that reminds me of uh, another high. Uh, next week when we get to announce uh, KFC sponsors us <laughs> okay fair enough yep I assume it's, it's about time finally yeah 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 um, you can also join us on discord thegearpodcast.com slash discord you can leave yep. us questions on there like the doctor um, mm. and a lot of other people you can play games with us we've been playing some battlefield this week we've been playing a little bit of I guess fallout <laughs> um Yep, and I can't click on anything else to see what else is on there, but yeah, there's fun stuff. Um, obviously, Blackout is another game we've been playing. Um, True. Yeah, so anyway, go check that out. And if you want to see all those links, you can go to our website, which is the gapodcast.com. It's got all the past episodes of the show, which you can go watch if you want to. Some people do it. Uh, yeah. You don't have to, but I recommend you do. You don't have there's to. some good stuff in there. And um, that's all thanks to our Patreon members. If you want to help support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash podcast. Thank you to everyone that does that. Helps pay the bills. Legends. Uh, makes so that other people can download the show because the server crashes and we don't want that. Um, <laughs> and that's it. Yeah. I think that's all the spruiking. You can find us, you can find me specifically on twitter.com slash Lugglory. That's L-A-W-R-I-E. Um, go to survivor.com. Check out some of my work. I've been pimping it for the last couple of weeks, but it finally looks like it's going up. Uh, I spoke to Pete Hines, as I said a moment ago. Um, specifically, these two that I know that, that are going up are about um, Starfield and Tez Six and and Bethesda working with Microsoft and Sony for their uh, next gen consoles. Um, so right. I feel like that might get some traction. I haven't, other than the news that came out, which we t- spoke about today, I don't think anyone's yep. spoken directly to him about it. Um, the other story is about game announcements and how to announce games in this day and age um mm. and i sort of tied that into the blizzard thing that happened a couple of weeks back and we, we we talk about Puddlegate a little bit as well oh <laughs> yeah really yeah that's gold yeah excellent i'm gonna check that out for sure yeah um, cool um and me you can find me on twitter at joby jojo uh you can head to fandom and check out my battlefield fire review uh, but they cut it in half. Like they literally cut it in half. That's I wrote insane. fucking so many goddamn words, and they they're like, "No, nah, we go for like twelve hundred words, so we're gonna chop it all the way down," which was pretty rough because I get pretty attached to all my fucking words. Uh, just put the other half onto a website. Yeah, <laughs> like just complete, like literally just the half, like no context. Just, yeah, just put it up. Just yeah. Um, yeah, uh, but yeah, you can have a, have a read of it. Uh, it's got most of my thoughts, I guess. Um, I was far more eloquent. Um, and yeah, uh, you can check out a preview of Just Cause 4 on Phantom as well. Uh, head to Red Bull and check out. We, we, had a, we did a fucking story on the OSU World Cup. I'd never heard of OSU before, uh, but... Uh, this, this dude Andrew Amos uh, pitched it 
Um, Australia's doing quite well. It is a rhythm game that appears to be played on like a tablet, a Wacom tablet, like with the pen and stuff. And so they draw circles really quickly and they like draw in aim and stuff. Hmm. I don't know, man. Um, it, it's like, it seemed really weird, but watching it is actually pretty compelling. Uh, you do have to put up with a bunch of anime music though. So your mileage may vary. It's a good story though. Uh, and yes, Australia seems to be doing pretty well. And yeah, I'm going to be at the League of Origins uh, finals this weekend at Margaret Court Arena. Uh, so if you are heading down, come and see me. And I guess I will owe you a beer if you are a Patreon subscriber. Uh, but otherwise, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's about it. When is that happening? League of Origins? Yeah. This weekend, All right. Saturday. I got an email about it, and I was like, well, "Okay, yeah." It's in. I will be there, uh, live tweeting for Red Bull and talking to the teams. I guess. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, because I got that email. I'm like, I don't understand what this is. It like, did you see the one they sent today? It was not very informative. Uh, I did not. Yeah. Hmm. It was quite strange. Um, so you're not coming drinking tomorrow then? Uh, no. Was I supposed to? What is, isn't Farrelly sing tomorrow? Oh, no, I think it's not. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> Classic. It seems like, yeah, it is actually. <laughs> At this point, it's traditional. Uh, yeah. Right, yeah. All right. Anyway, next week, Hitman 2, Battlefield 5. Fallout 76. That's I can think of. Maybe. Some other things. Cool. Thanks for watching or listening. Whatever you're doing. Yes. Cheers. Bye. Bye.